less real risk of importing a case from West Africa. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. More from our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis. Subhan Shafiq resigned as Mayor earlier this year after it was revealed he had vouched for a taxi driver who had convictions for rape and sexual assault. But last month, he was nominated by his Liberal Democrat party to sit on the Health Select Committee. Last night, members of that committee backed a motion saying he was unfit for the role and referred his appointment back to full council. Fellow Lib Dem Isabel McCall walked out of the meeting as a result, accusing Alice Bramall, who proposed the motion, of being personally vindictive. A man has been injured after part of a house collapsed on, collapsed on top of him in Wellin yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called to Rosecroft Lane just before 3pm. A charity is building a new homeless hostel in Stevenage to meet increasing demand. Stevenage Haven is expanding its capacity with a new 40-bed building next to its current hostel, which is set to be completed by the end of March. The London Film Festival starts tonight and opens with a film about the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing. The festival's director Claire Stewart has been explaining why she chose to open the event with The Imitation Game, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I think it's a very important film for Britain, Alan Turing being really one of the unsung heroes of World War II but also a champion thinker, mathematician, innovator and someone whose story has not really been properly told. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Johnstons paint trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK. Luton lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. The weather breezy with a mix of heavy showers and sunny spells. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. With high-quality financial advice from Rory Joseph, independent financial advisor. From three. Roberto Peroni. The best stories as they happen every single afternoon, and the greatest talking points. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, gift gaff, send me my new sim. I've been waiting two weeks. Two weeks. Turns out pay as you go is well expensive. Or as I like to call it, peg. Anyway, that's my issue, not yours, but you're probably going to hear about it a lot this morning. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It is flipping cold. I've got a coat and a scarf on, and I'm tri-layered. Tri-layered if you include the coat, duo-layered if you don't. That's right, I'm wearing a T-shirt and a shirt. Alice Glossop's here this morning. Way. Captain Boyle's here this morning. What up? Uh, <laughs> And you're here this morning. Now, as you know, we love having your phone calls. We love it, love it. And we had so many yesterday. We had so many yesterday. I thought, right, we need to stem this tide. So today, for today only, uh, we'll see how it goes, new callers only. We're worried that we're not hearing the kids at the back. Exactly. New callers only. Dave from Luton, Dennis from Dunstable, Miserable Matt, all of you, you're not welcome today. Not, they're not welcome. If you've never called in before... 
then you are very, very welcome. But you're thinking, Ian, I've never called in before. I don't know what the phone number is. Well, go and get a pencil and paper and I'll tell you in a second. What's coming up on the show? Selfie campaigns, getting out of the reins, and outrageous claims from Justin Dealey, no doubt, as he makes up more um, of his own sexual history. Have you got your pencil and your paper? Good. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. While you're dialing up, why don't we have a song by Paul Revere and his Raiders? Yes! Guitar man, he's walking it. He's walking the bass guitar. Is it about a gap here? No, it's not about a gap here, Paul Scoins, but good effort, and one day it will be. New call is only today, please. 08459 455 555. Now, here's something. It seems that some of us can't tell the difference between, you know, like normal Islam and the uh, nutters are in ISIS. I know it's incredible, isn't it? Well, which is why British Muslims are being encouraged to support a new online selfie campaign. No, hang on. Called Not In My Name. Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Uh, some uh, young people from Luton are getting involved in this today, aren't they? Yeah, it's a group of students from the Al Hira Centre, which is a mosque on Beechwood Road in Luton. They're going to be wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name, and having their pictures posted online as part of this sort of national attempt to undermine the messages being posted mm. online by ISIS. I like the idea of this. 
Are ISIS really going to be that bothered? Are ISIS going to be in Iraq and Syria and, uh, yes, on the borders with Europe going, oh, man, those kids in Luton and their T-shirts. We'd better stop this nonsense. Maybe not, but it gets into young people's consciousness, I guess. I mean, yep. The Twitter and Facebook campaign is a national initiative, as I said, set up by this um, charity called the Active Change Foundation. And it's come in response to some of the really shocking videos and photos being posted by extremists online who say they're trying to build this new Islamic kingdom or caliphate. Is that what caliphate is? Yeah. I didn't know. I've heard that word banded around. The caliph would be the overall leader, yeah. Oh, I see. So speaking after the murder of Alan Henning, the founder of ACF, Hanif Kadir, said, the murder of an innocent man has no justification in any religion or walk of life. These terrorists, ISIS, are not true Muslims. They do not practice the true teachings of Islam, peace, mercy and compassion, and they they are the enemy of all mankind. So what these kids from Luton, and indeed many other Muslims across Britain, They're trying to say something pretty simple. You're not doing this in my name. This has nothing to do with my religion. There will be some people... It's interesting, uh, the the, the teaching of Islam is peace, mercy and compassion. There will be some people listening to that. Idiots. Scratching their head going, well, no, I don't think so. They'll be saying it like that. I don't think so. Islam is a very violent religion. We may get some of those people phoning in today who want to put forward uh, uh, that thought. And not everyone is behind this campaign, are they? No, I mean, the campaign's been criticised for being too simplistic. And we'll be talking to Anthony Glees from the University of Buckingham later on. He's one of the country's leading security experts, international security, not the sort of, you know, locking your back door. No. You might expect, uh, he, as you might expect, he thinks it will take more than a few selfies to take the wind out of ISIS's sails. <laughs> It is good advice. Do lock that back door. Do we need a campaign like this? One of my my bugbears doing this kind of show is whenever there is an atrocity uh, that is uh, committed in the name of Islam, you always get people phone up saying, well, yeah, when are these, uh, when are you going to get some British Muslim leaders coming out and denouncing this behaviour? They always come out and denounce this behaviour. I'm sick and tired of them coming out to denounce this behaviour. Surely we're at a stage now in 2014... Well, they don't need to denounce this behaviour anymore. Well, that's the question we're going to ask this morning. And I know that whenever something like this happens, network, different television outlets will send people down to Berry Park to ask random Muslims what they think about it. Do you denounce this this behaviour? Yeah, of course we do. And to be honest, they're getting a bit cheesed off about it, many of them. Um, Our reporter Matt Lockwood has been asking people in Luton, a place with one of the largest concentrations of Muslims in the country, what they think about when they hear the word Islam. If I was to say the word Islam to you, what immediately springs to mind then? Muslim fundamentalist. All we seem to hear about is uh, the bad side of them, um, bombs, terrorism, etc. And they're just waiting to take over this country, uh, the black flag of Islam flying over Downing Street. I would say modesty, because of the way they dress. Like the extreme ones, not all of them, because some of them are really, you know, normal, but... They look forceful. Yeah. With their shahara. Is it shaharia? Sharia law? All we think about when, as soon as we hear Muslim, it's terrorists. I'm exactly. not gonna lie. Even in even in Nigeria, um, the Muslims are killing Christians as well. Yeah, so it's like you hear you hear more negative things than you do positive things about them. I'm supposed to be Catholic, but I'm not anti-Islamic. I think lots of uh, Muslims we can be proud of. Of course, there's a chunk of scum who, for various reasons, uh, creating havoc, but. Uh, done to us and other Muslims to fight it. I believe that the minority of them are intent on um, world dominance and that the rest of them go along with it because they don't speak out against the, the bad ones in their midst. OK, fair play. This campaign might be a good idea. <laughs> there are a few plums in there. Or maybe they're not. Maybe you agree with um, some of the slightly more uh, uh, extreme uh, opinions on Islam there about uh, the Sharia law and they want to have a black flag of ISIS flying over Downing Street. To be honest, if you are not a Muslim... 
you don't hear an awful lot of the um, Muslim people going about peacefully about their business sort of stories because it's not a story. So these people, I think, are pretty typical. I tell you what, let's. I, I quite like that question. Let's throw that out there to our new callers only today, please. What's the first thing that pops into your head when you hear the word Islam? And be honest, it was interesting that, I can't remember if it was the ladies or, or a gentleman who said the first word they think of as terrorists. It's interesting, and I can understand if, you know, if all you've got are certain newspapers to go on, then I can understand why you would think that. I don't think it's, it, it, it's right, and hopefully we can move beyond that. I could understand why you would think that. And also, if you are a Muslim, are you fed up of having to stick your neck out all the time and say, hey guys... That's, this is not what I represent. 08459 four double five five double five. It's new callers only today, please. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine I'm in love with you. It's easy cause I know. I've imagined I'm in love with you many, many, many times before. It's not like me to pretend But I'll get you, I'll get you in the end Yes I will, I'll get you in the end Oh yeah, oh yeah I think about you night and day I need you and it's true When I think about you I can say I'm never, 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 never blue So I'm telling you, my friend, that I'll get you, I'll get you in the end. Yes, I will, I'll get you in the end. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, there's gonna be a time when I'm gonna change your mind. So you might as well resign yourself to me. Many times before It's not like me To pretend But I'll get you I'll get you in the end Yes I will I'll get you in the end Oh yeah Oh yeah Oh yeah Oh yeah Oh yeah Forget it Beatles, she's not interested Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, taking a look at the cameras and everything seems to be moving rather freely, not seeing any major problems or delays on the M1 or the A1M. Take a look in Luton. Church Street is closed at the moment, just near Park Street for some roadworks that are continuing there. So do expect delays in the area. The M25 between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27, the M11, major roadworks continue there, so do expect delays through the rush. So far on the departure board for the trains, no reported problems <sighs> or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Nicola. Excellent. 6.16, it's Wednesday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. 
Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. And in sport, oh, Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton are out of the Football League trophy after they both lost their games. By the way, uh, the former Mayor Subhan Shafiq, uh, you're always welcome to come on this show. You have never been on, so you would count as a new caller. And do you know what? Maybe you could do with a little bit of positive PR at the moment. 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio They didn't tell me Brian Wilson was in this Elton John Stevie Wonder Emily Sunday Kylie Minogue Chris Martin and many more Brian Wilson Oh Ah Together for BBC Music e. Oh, sweet Lord. To find out more about BBC Music and to relive this magical performance, nope. go to bbc.co.uk slash music. Nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that. That sounds flipping. Uh, oh, no, hang on a second. We're on the... Uh, do you know what? I've, t- I've tried to type in Beach Boys on my computer. I've, tri- I've typed in Beach Boys. That's, uh, that's a whole different website. Uh, that was the big BBC musical thing that um, all of the bosses of the BBC have sent emails around saying, wasn't it an achievement? Well... In some respects, yes. Uh, they didn't mention Brian Wilson was in that, the guy that wrote the song, and um, they didn't mention it was God Only Knows, and um, uh, what's our official stance on that, Catherine? We love it! Yeah, and in fact, we love it. Do you know what? We love it so much. This is the version of God Only Knows that all of those stars played last night. Never playing that version of my life. Love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, will life would still go on, believe me. So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. Without. God only knows what I'd be without 
got to play that song right to the. You got to play that song right to the very end. It's but a beautiful song. Well done to the BBC for improving that song because it wasn't perfect enough. Tony Hall sent an email. He's the big boss. I found Is out he when, on I, it? when I Wikipedia'd him. Probably. <laughs> And boy, oh boy, do we love all the great work you've been doing, Mr Halser. Now, the big tour is still going. This week, it's in Stevenage, where a homeless hostel is doubling in size to cope with demand. Well, the charity behind it is called Haven, and their director is Barbara Howard. And guess what? She's on line one. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. So where exactly is this hostel? It's in the old town of Stevenage, in Ditchmore Lane. And so how big is it at the moment? It is, um, it caters for 18 residents. 18, uh, one eight. Yes, one eight. Um, and it's just a four-bedroom house. Oh, so As such, it's um, dormitory-style accommodation, yeah. which obviously is quite Dickensian in these days. So the, the, the new hostel that's doubling in size will be providing a single-room ensuite facilities. And, and will that that will double the number of homeless people you can take? Yes. Okay. How do the um, how do you get the residents? What what what, how, what do they have process do they have to go the, through? The process they go through is the majority of the cases go through the local authority um, and there's other referral routes like social services, probation, etc. But they all have an official referral form um, that comes through to us and then from there we allocate as best we can because we are unfortunately always full mm. i would never have thought of uh, stevenage as particularly having a problem with homelessness no it is it, it's a hidden homeless um really and I, I i think that um i think because people assume or perceive that hertfordshire is a, an affluent county actually um stevenage has been ranked as having the third, I believe, highest rate of property possessions in the east of England, which obviously contributes to homelessness. So it is actually very hidden. Mm. And I, I imagine you see quite a few familiar faces. Uh, thankfully, not so much now. Oh, really? Yes. So, yes. so help is kind of uh, is, but, is being found? Yes, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and that's really down to the way the Haven and the, the key workers, the project workers, work with clients who come in as homeless that have a a specific support need oh. um, and the, the workers work with them to address their issues or needs and then they are moved on, whether that be back to mum and dad or, or to their own accommodation, um, but in a planned way so they're better set up to sustain their, their You say back to mum and dad, yeah. that, that implies to me that, that, that uh, you know, I always think of, and excuse this rather old-fashioned term, but I'm from the 70s, it's old dossers. <laughs> but that implies that there are a lot of young people. Oh, absolutely, yes. There were, uh, there's about 40% of our clients are from 18 to 25-year-olds. Um, so, you know, their, their reason for, uh, for being homeless is because they've probably had a, a row with mum and dad or there's the step-parents involved may be that's caused a family dispute. Um, so, yes, it's, it's not dossers at all, I can assure you. No, and I'm sure, and I, and I use that term just to, as an old-fashioned thing. Yes, I, I know it's slightly better <laughs> educated than that. Are, um, uh, are, are the, the, uh, the neighbours OK about this increase in size? Um, there, there was a little bit of conflict, and I think you get that with any planning um, applications. Um, but in all honesty, everybody, the local people, have embraced it. Um, you know, we've been very, very lucky 
the Haven, again, it, it, they are, it is a good neighbour. You know, if there are any disputes, it, it, it's, it's tackled, mm. but those disputes are very few and far between. Well, Barbara, it's, uh, you, it's one of those things, I, I think people can be quite snobby about this, but we're all a couple of paychecks, one or two bad decisions, and a little bit of bad luck away from potentially being homeless, I think. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, there's many of us that, um, you know, when we've listened to sort of the journey of our residents that have come in, to the hostel, we think they're for the greater God. Mm. Um, well, Barbara, listen, keep up the good work. I wish. When are you hoping to have this all done? End of March, beginning of April next year. Okay. Well, very best of luck. Thank you, Barbara Howard from the uh, charity Haven, um, who run a homeless hostel in Stevenage. Hey, 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 was a real song. I thought that was um, just like someone else did a version of that, didn't they? Uh, I think Joe Dolce might have done one. <laughs> Joe Dolce didn't do that. <laughs> I think he did. Oh, shut up, be your face. Uh, someone else... Who else? Oh, oh, wait, 459 455 555. New callers only, please. I may be biting off my nose to uh, spite oh. the face. That's difficult. Possible, though, with my mouth. <laughs> um, who else did a version of that song because that's I'm familiar with the song but not the uh, the joyous rendition of that oh I tell you what can we have a great I got a great uh, Alice Glossop is uh, on the songs today she's on the decks she's on the ones and twos spinning the wheels of steel yep Cat Stevens okay I love my dog Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, I love my dog as much as I love you. Come on, that is a great message. <laughs> that is I a... heard it yesterday. 
Dogs, oh, we, yeah, we, dogs or kids? We, dogs or loved ones? Dogs or loved ones. Let's, we never did decide dogs or kids, did we? I think I think kids won in the end. Um, <laughs> although if it was a fight, if it was a, a, a sheer force, then the dogs would probably uh, win paws down. Uh, I Love My Dog by Cat Stevens. Can you dig it out? I'm on it. Can you dig it? I probably will. Catherine, you're not digging it, are you? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the M1 at Luton Spur. Starting to build between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road as those major roadworks continue. In Luton, expect some delays on Dunstable Road um, just at Hatter's Way. There's some temporary traffic lights in place at the moment uh, for roadworks that are taking place there. Starting to build in Brickett Wood on the North Orbital Road just at Junction 21A for the M25. So far, looking at the trains, everything's running well. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today to discuss the government's response to the spread of the Ebola virus. Public Health England says there's a low but nevertheless real risk of importing a case from West Africa. And councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subban Shafiq to a health select committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as mayor. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Johnstons Payne Trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK despite twice taking the lead through Daniel Powell and Benneka Phoebe. Here's manager Carl Robinson. We weren't good enough. It's as simple as that. Sometimes it's, it's, un- it's not acceptable either. I don't think any player can come out to you and say, listen, I've had a good game today. I think they've all underperformed. I was acting and said, sorry. It's, I know it's disappointing for you. You've lost in a, in a what we class a derby or a rival game. But it has to happen sometimes, just being told. And it's happened now. And hopefully they can move on with, with, with their future and we can move on with ours. Luton, meanwhile, lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. Here's first team coach Hakan Hayretin. I think we played with, with an intensity second half. I think we pressed quite high. I think uh, if, if the stats were to be true, we had most of the possession. They broke on the break. And, and really, we would have seen that if anyone was going to score after they scored, it was going to be us. Watford owner Gino Pozzo says the need for an experienced head coach with a winning pedigree was behind the decision to replace Billy McKinley after just eight days in the job. Mr Pozzo says there can be no compromise on doing the best for the long-term benefit of the club after appointing Slavisa Jokanovic as the club's fourth head coach this season. And in rugby, Wasps are to leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Councillors in Coventry have backed Wasps bid to take over the city's Rico Arena, which will be shared with Coventry City. Over 2,000 Wasps fans have signed an online petition against the move. It still has to be ratified by the rugby authorities, but Wickham say they will survive without the rental income. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'm off the caffeine... And you're joining me. Yes, yeah, so we're both going to be miserable. Yeah, I just, I was, I, I visited a friend, I saw two friends, two wonderful friends I've not seen for ages in uh, Camden in London yesterday. For those of you who don't know Camden, well, lucky you. 
it uh, I used to go there when I was a teenager by bootleg records uh, hooky DV, uh, hooky VHS videos and um um yeah, and uh, I used to buy cheesecloth shirts. And bongs. I never bought a bong, but they sell bongs there. <laughs> they Tie-dye. sell all kinds of stuff. They do sell all kinds of paraphernalia. They used to, be able to buy magic mushrooms on the street there. Uh, legally. I bet you can't now. No, you can't. They changed the laws. Anyway, it's rubbish there now. It's all corporate. There's all Starbucks and KFC. It's horrible. Anyway, so I was there and... Did I you had... see the Winehouse statue? No, I couldn't find it. Oh. I mean, it's tiny anyway, apparently. Isn't it? I don't know where well, it was. It was tiny. I had too much coffee. I had a chilli dog. I've never had a chilli dog Why before. Why would you curtsy to have a chilli dog? Because I've seen them in American films. Mm-hmm. I thought... Oh, well. Corn dog, yes. I'd like to try oh, one of those. Oh, anyway. I can't... I was driving home and I thought I was going to... I literally thought I was going to die. My heart was going. I had to loosen my belt and my trouser button. Whoa. And I... I, I, I my dad, for a lot of his life, was a big fat bloke. And I felt like my dad... I thought, God, this is what Dad felt like. No wonder he had so many issues. It was horrible. And I could see my belly in front of me, and I couldn't breathe, and I was trying to regulate my heart while I'm driving through London. And I thought... What, with the power of thought? Yeah, yeah. They can do that. The, the senseis can do that. The, the uh, yogis can do that. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were a yogi. Cause, well, I'm not a yogi, but I'm... A sensei. I'm not, I'm not a sensei. I'm a sensitive guy. Um, but I thought, this has to change, and this has to change right now. Or when I get out of the car and do my trousers up. Yes, exactly. So, today, I'm off the caffeine. I'm off the fried fatty foods. I'm going to book <laughs> sessions with a personal trainer. I am going to change my life. All right, Ebenezer, let's see. Yeah, OK. I just got the <laughs> reference. I thought you were talking about um, the duck. No, that's Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck, that's the fellow, yes. I thought you were But he also changed his life. Fine, if you want to think, what would Scrooge McDuck do? Yeah, that's, that's what my... Would Scrooge McDuck eat this? Probably not now. He, what he would probably do is throw gold coins at his um, duck nephews and nieces. <laughs> Huey, Stewie and Louie. I thought one was Huey... I thought it was Huey, Dewey and Louie. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's a Who's Stewie. Stewie? Yes, yeah, from Family Guy. Uh, oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. If you have any idea what we're talking about this morning... You're making me feel really hungry. Well, anyway, I've got a headache because of the caffeine. All right, okay. And because of your voice. What have we got in the papers, Catherine? Ev is what I've got. What? We got Ev? Justin is somewhere in Stevenage, and at the moment his ears have just pricked up. Oh, I can see my back then. Someone mentioned Ev. Caught on camera, eerie, and this is in quotes, ghost of grey lady, because they don't really believe it's a ghost either. What a load of nonsense. Who haunts an ancient castle? I'm starting, this... to co- I'm starting to come round to ghosts. Oh, don't be ridiculous. No, I'm starting to come round. Is this photographic proof that the ghost haunts one of England's most famous ancient buildings? No, it isn't. No. For centuries, sightings have been reported of the grey lady of Dudley Castle. Oh. Grey lady. Condemned to walk its ruins and grounds for all time after a tragedy dating back to 1646. Yeah. But the ghost had never been caught convincingly on camera. Probably because they didn't have cameras back then. I, they just had tall tales. I'm... St- no, come on, Catherine. That's, that, there is a photograph there. You are looking at it of what can only be described as a ghost. Well, I can see a man as well. If we're going to go there, I can see a grey lady and I can see a man adjusting her uh, shoe. Oh, yeah, actually, it's just, it's, it's someone standing like that, isn't it? Leaning against the wall. <laughs> she is hovering somewhat, though. No, she's not. She's still, yeah, that's not evidence. That's, that's just, just a couple messing around, having their picture taken. That's someone there. Uh, yeah, anyway, so um, there's some Ev there. Oh, three, if you want some Ev. Can I tell you what gets me so angry? It gets me really angry, right? Oh. Is these, these 
perverts, these deviants, these 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 these, these sex criminals, right? Who go, who go online and uh, steal photographs of women that are naked, and then they post them on. They steal these photos of naked yeah. women and they put them online. Do you know they've done it to now? Topless model Kelly Brook. Wow, can't a woman take a picture of her own bottom anymore? Kelly blows her topless. You can't... Furious saucy pics hacked. Kelly Brook was last night said to be horrified as hacked naked photos of her appeared online. This is disgusting! Naked photos of Kelly Brook online that she's not sanctioned or made money from! When it says online, is it not on (laughs) kellybrook.com? Many of the 26 selfies show Kelly's boobs as she lies on a double bed. Because as the owner of boobs, you do need to check they're still there. Others see her posing in her underwear and a bikini, with one showing the model in spotted lingerie taking a picture of her bottom in the bathroom mirror. The sun is so disgusted they've poured over these for a good time. Oh, it makes me so sick. Turn about two seconds. Uh, Morrissey's got cancer. I know. We don't say what it is, though. Might be all right. Some, not, there is some cancer. He's not divulging the detail. Oh, I'm not feeling very well. But he has said something very Morrissey-like, which is, if I die, I die. If I don't, I won't. Mm. Can I, some he's ca- not bothered either way, he says. Some cancers are worse than others. That's not a controversial statement, is it? I mean, hey, listen, you get the news you've got cancer, everyone's going to have that uh, sweaty uh, feeling and uh, sinking in their seats. But... I mean, for example... Um, Katie Price's finger cancer. Did she have finger cancer? Okay, as serious as that may be, and I I, I hope that she's still got her finger. She has. Okay, well, that's great news. Um, She can use it to indicate to a man, come here, you're my next husband. Um, But that that is, I would say, is one of the slightly less... I wish I hadn't opened this uh, cancerous can of worms. No, I wouldn't. I'll back we away from it. We don't want to play it. that particular game with top trumps, do we? Pop brat Justin Bieber breaks every rule of the road oh. as he rides a scooter without a helmet. Do we care? It's not every rule of the road, is it? That's not um, uh, driving a car with your feet. Is he driving it on his own land? No, unless uh, unless he owns Florence, I think the he... city. Oh. Not anybody who may have that name. If the notoriously stroppy star had fallen off, maybe he really would have had something to get snappy about. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he would have died. Can I um, just say, while I would never claim to be enjoying uh, a murder trial, that would be inappropriate, but um, what's going on in South Africa? Gosh. Devani. Isn't it interesting? Ooh. Some people go to the courts. Some people go to the courts for like an afternoon, don't they? Some people do. And it is really interesting. I wouldn't mind a bit of that, but you have to be careful because some sometimes it can be a really nasty crime. Yes. And uh, you could be sitting shoulder to shoulder with the family. Or sometimes it could be a bit boring. Yes. And that, I've sat through a lot of court. Th- I used to quite enjoy it. But that was that was um, because you were well, you uh, hauled know, up I, before the beak. I was young and I needed the money. Now, listen, what's your beef with Cat Stevens? Is it because, as my mum said, he went a bit weird? Oh, you mean he converted? No, um, Cat Stevens, I love my dog. Have you never heard it? Yeah, I have heard it. That's my beef. Whoa! I love my dog as much as I love for you. For you, me, thing. My dog will always come through. 
All he asks from me is the food to give him strength All he ever needs is love And that he knows he'll get So I love my dog as much as I love you But you make a fade My dog will always come through All the pay I need comes a shining through his eyes I don't need no cold water to make me realize That I love my dog as much as I love you But you make a fade My dog will always come through Slam the piano lid on their fingers. Well, My little boy played his first. Do you like that song, Alice? I loved it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, really good. He really loves sincere. his dog. Huh? Sincere. Totally sincere. The early Cat Stevens songs, he was bonkers. I love the 60s stuff. The 60s stuff never gets played. I liked it when I can't keep it in. I can't keep it in. I gotta let it out. My, I like the one where he goes, Where do the children play? Hey, 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 hey. Did we find out? No, there's nowhere because oh. they're knocking down all the building, all the parks to build buildings. Anyway, 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 anyway. my boy played his first song on the piano last night. Goes like this: If anyone's got young people learning pianos, you'll know this song. Here comes Daddy Bear. Here comes Mummy Bear. Here comes Baby Bear. And woe betide you if you try and join in and you get the order of those bears wrong. <laughs> you are in trouble. That's good. I'm trying to, still trying to get my kids into the ukulele, but they will insist on holding it all wrong. Man, the, their guitar technique, I know what you mean, the guitar technique is so frustrating. They like the sound, they like it sort of facing upwards, like it's a box of tissues. Yeah. Stop it, you're never going to get the right positioning that way. Got anything, got anything in the papers? Crumbs, nibble cake like Mary to remain slim. So you are giving up um, yes. your caffeine. Yep. You're giving up your fry-ups. Turns uh, out... Cutting down on the fry-ups. Oh. Turns out you can still <laughs> eat cake as long as you eat it like this. Oh, well made that noise. That was horrible noise. Britain's obesity crisis could be solved if people copied the common sense eating habits of TV cook Mary Berry, oh, experts dear. said yesterday. A group of leading nutritionists say it's possible to stay slim while tucking into unhealthy snacks as long as you eat just small amounts of them in addition to your three regular meals oh. a day. Mm, did we not know that this oh. thing? Guys, if you eat less and walk more, you'll lose weight. That's that's the basic premise, yeah. guys. Yeah. Bake Off. Still, I'm still not getting the Bake Off. I like the Bake Off. No. But mostly because I like seeing people fail. Gosh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
starting off on the M25 heading anti-clockwise queuing at the moment between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley in Brickettwood also looking rather heavy on the sensors on the North Orbital Road just at Junction 21A for the M25 checking in Park Street on the A414 building a bit around the Park Street roundabouts and in Luton Church Street at the moment is closed just near to Park Street due to roadworks that are taking place there so far on the trains no reported problems or delays Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thank you, Nicola. I like that one. That's a good one. 6.45. It's Wednesday, October the 8th. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. And in sport, Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton are out of the Football League trophy after defeats last night. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's rather grey. Oh, she, I know. I'm sorry. Well, oh, my love. I, uh, I have a very similar thing. Have you got a cold? Is that what this is? Well, I think it's laryngitis. I, the cold has kind of gone. Oh, mate. Because when I get cold, it goes straight to my chest. Now, listen, 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 listen. The weather's one thing. Your health is another. Are you sure you want to do this? Because I can imagine by nine o'clock, you ain't going to have no voice left. Well, we'll, we'll deal with that at You're very the professional. Is, as you as you can appreciate... When you when you're ill, you don't. I don't. Well, I didn't necessarily know I had no voice till no. I got to work this morning. Yeah. So I didn't speak to anyone until four o'clock. That's 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 a lonely, sad picture you've painted of your life. I don't. Well, listen. Well, you you carry on, and if you feel like stopping, we won't think any less of you. Thank you very much. Right, good morning. We have some showers around today, um, some quite heavy ones as well. At the moment, they're not so heavy, but they are coming. They're kind of around the M4 at the moment, the heaviest, and they're working their way in our direction. So uh, expect some heavy, prolonged spells of rain as they blow through. Quite a strong southwesterly breeze, so it's not going to feel too pleasant. We may this afternoon get a brighter spell, maybe even a sunny spell or two later on, but um, it's not going to feel too pleasant. The temperature, however, a touch milder than it was yesterday. Today we're looking at a maximum of around 17 Celsius. Overnight tonight, eventually these showers are going to die away. We'll have some lengthy clear spells overnight. We're hanging on to the breeze though, so that's going to keep the air nice and churned up, so little in the way of mist and fog, so that's good news. Minimum temperature 10 Celsius. It's a better day tomorrow, more in the way of sunshine compared to showers. There are still showers around, fairly blustery ones, and the wind really starts to pick up tomorrow afternoon, but the temperature could get up to around 18 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. Tomorrow, as part of our big tour, I'm heading to Stevenage. The parks and gardens are fantastic. I'll be at the Fairlands Valley Outdoor Activity Centre, chatting to the locals about all you can do there. Beautiful local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area. Plus, throughout the afternoon, I'll find out about the Male Voice Choir, the Farmer's Market and the Scrabble for Allotments. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. Live in Stevenage from midday tomorrow on BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you laughing at? Work fast, guys. You've 15 minutes to chat up a girl. When? From when? When does it start? Has it started? Has the now, sta- Hello, women's... my name's Ian, and I'm really I. Can oh, I, can I, well, uh, I'm a bit busy. Okay. Women take just fifty. Do you like the one show? Uh... <laughs> For those who don't know, that was a ge- that was a, Alice. That was a genuine chat up line used on Catherine Boyle in a bar recently. How did it, how did it work? What, what, what was it the didn't? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> he um. Well, I was pretending to read the fuddler. The what? What did you say? 
What's the, the, fud- the Fuddler is a newspaper. No, it's not, love. Like a fanzine for real ale, right? Oh. But it's what people read when their friends go to the loo and you realise there's someone looming. That's what got him uh, hot and fruity. Know, well, does. she reads the Fuddler. I wonder if she also likes pipe. <laughs> I'd share my pipe with her. All right. So my friend went to the loo and I thought, oh, God, here he comes. Read the Fuddler. And... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, undaunted, he interrupted my reading of the latest in real ale. Undaunted by the fuddler. (laughs) I notice you're reading the fuddler. Do you like pie? (laughs) That would have been better. He said, uh, hello. Do you like the one show? <laughs> and that was my response. I nearly dropped my foot. Oh, was that his opening gambit? That was it? I, I thought he'd worked a little bit of magic no, before. No, or just no, a hello was... before, not just, hello, do you like the one That's show? insane, isn't it, as Mag. an opening gambit? But, but well, fair play. There's you're... a reason why he's like in his 50s and hanging around the pub on the Saturday Well, hang on, because to be honest, you're, you're past it. Alice, <laughs> you're, you're still young and vibrant. Oh, yeah. if, if an old um, man... Who looked like Lovejoy... <laughs> Oh, you're really selling it to me. <laughs> if Lovejoy came up to you and asked, mm. I mean, do you like the one show? No. Still, it's a not. It's a. That's not a laugh. That's a conversation. <laughs> that's an that in. That was a it's good not, conversation. It, it's a sad, sad note. And then what happened after that? I laughed. Oh gosh, you. And he went dreams. back to his mates. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd all been like hovering, oh. which is why I knew that I had to reach for some sort of prop to avert, you know, so I didn't catch his eye, which is why I reached for the footler. Oh. Well, uh, it's quite a good read, actually. Really? What's happening in the world of real ale? Um, Loads of men with beards are drinking they're it. They're trying to get more women into it by um, introducing fruits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've got 15 minutes to chat up a girl. My suggestion is don't open with the one show. The but this what this is what made me laugh. If you fail to get your girl, guys, don't worry. It may not be your fault. All that of your chat-up lines. The study found that one gene, when mutated, makes females incapable of making a decision. <laughs> Well, surely all women have that gene, don't they? Because none of them can. What do you want to do? I don't mind. Do you want to go and see a film? Yeah, sure. Or they do meal. mind. They're judging you. Well, then you make the, You tell me. Yeah, you tell me what you think. I literally don't care. Oh. I'm happy, I'd rather stay at home playing Xbox. I had an argument with a boyfriend over that. Yeah. <clears throat> the difference between I don't mind and I don't care. Yeah. Oh. He didn't understand. Well, is, there's no difference. There's the same there thing. There is. No. I don't mind is polite. It's yeah, nice. But I don't care. Don't care is like... Yeah, but I don't care. You might as well go home. Well, no, I don't care. If you want to go to the cinema, I'll go to the cinema. If you want to go out to a swanky meat restaurant, I'll go Gosh, to a... Sw- I don't... We live in an argument I had in 1997. <laughs> Sarandonga, uno grimo y sabroso Sarandonga, chi 
God. Is that what it's about? Mm-hmm. You can imagine, though, this in a bar. And I catch your eye and I sidle over. So, uh, hi, do you uh, do you like uh, the Unos show? Sorry? The, un- the Unos show? That's one, isn't it, in foreign? Oh. <laughs> Unos. You see, that would have been better. Boom, I'm in. Right, remember that. I would have put me fuddler down. We're talking um, about uh, 15 minutes to chat up a girl. Yes. Well, here's something that some men can do if they if they are struggling to pick up women. If you go to Cuba, by the way, that's what they stand around your table and shout in your face. Record numbers of men are turning to manscaping. Oh no! Which involves shaving, no. plucking, and even the boyzillion. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! Oh, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I'm not an expert in these matters, but that skin is not to be. No. Why would you want messed with? Why would you want to have um, an old man's bald head down by your dingle? The other thing is, though, if you know, well, I'm glad we're talking about this sensitively. Because yeah. it's a it's a it's a modern phenomenon. Um, at some point, if you're waxing, you're going to have one like George Michael's chin. Yeah, that's true. I manscape. I know you shave your face in every morning. No, no, no. I I proper I proper manscape. Oh. Uh, if I catch a hair at a place, uh, my nasal hair. Oh right, okay. Little, okay, little whitting. Yeah. Anyway, the demise of the hairy chest. Uh, in a trend said to have been started by style icons such as David Beckham and uh, litigious actor Tom Cruise, thirteen percent of men said they removed their chest. I don't get. Oh, the re- I don't remember Tom Cruise's chest. Is no. That a big feature of his. Nothing's a big feature of his. He's only we. <laughs> he. Uh, I don't get the the. I don't get the bald chest. No. In the seventies, Burt Reynolds. Imagine Burt Reynolds with a bald chest. I don't think so. It's the fact that you that someone's taken the time to whip it off. Yeah, my chest has white now. Oh. Do you want to look? No. Okay. <laughs> Alice, do you want to have a look at my white hair? Um, it's quite early. Yeah. That's not a, that's well, not a no. You've I, also I'm... given us the accompanying um, image of your big, big belly, so... Right, okay. Uh, all I'm saying is I'm getting a far more positive vibe off of you, Alice. It's because so... she's next door. <laughs> she's separated by two sheets of glass. <laughs> oh, I think that's... Uh... Does the white, is it going a streak or is it... Mm-mm. You'll never know. Well, I do because it's peeping out the top of your no, <coughs> shirt there. There we go. It's, that's, all, uh, that's all covered. Oh, now, you, now you're hiding it all. <laughs> oh, I know. There was a thing in one of the papers. I feel like I've bitten my nose off. Well, despite your the, chest. the bad habits that can sabotage your memory. Oh. Um, uh, this week in a groundbreaking series, we've been showing you how to fight forgetfulness. Have they? I don't remember. And keep your memory sharp, whatever your age. What were we talking about? Bit of Wally Web script there, it snuck in. <laughs> Today, in the final part, we reveal the lifestyle mistakes that can brain. There br- we go. That can reduce your brain power. Go Shall on. I have a guess. Yep. Loads of drugs. <laughs> it doesn't say drugs. It says eating too much junk food, focusing too hard on one thing. Oh. Lack of sleep, using social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 this is only, this only happens... Social media is the only reason I can remember what I did yesterday. It's the only reason I remember my friend's friends, uh, friends' <laughs> birthdays. Uh, th- this is only happens in comics, surely, in cartoons. Bumping your head. Even a mild knock to the head may cause damage that leads to problems with thinking and memory. Oh. Uh, mental ability tests show that thinking and memory skills are 25% lower than people that bump their heads. So what do we need to do? We need to eat oysters. Never going to happen. We need to eat almonds. Never going to happen. We need to drink green tea. No one likes green tea. No. Not even the Japanese. I've tried forcing it down, but I don't like it. Green tea ice cream's quite nice. Bah. Uh, we all need ginkgo bilbao. 
Is that Rocky's brother? <laughs> I'm laughing, not necessarily because it's funny, but at the speed with which you delivered that line. That deserves um, respect. And it says here, the jury's out on Sawyer. I think we just all need to wear helmets by the sounds of it. That'll be fine. I'm, I'm, I've, do you know what? I've had to censor myself three times this really? morning saying things that could have got me the sack. I'll say it to you as I hit this button. You're progressing. <laughs> oh, no, this is Ali Campbell. Look, I'm f- so forgetful. Oh, and in Ginkgo Balboa. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M25, heading anti-clockwise, already queuing on the sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also very slow anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Brickett Wood, it's looking very slow at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And on camera, it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Taking a look in Luton, Church Street is closed just near Park Street due to roadworks that are taking place. Checking the departure boards for the trains. Everything seems to be running rather well so far this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, thank you so much, Nicola. Yeah. Hairy chests, do you like them or not? Definitely not. No, no I don't no, I no. don't like them on women either. <laughs> yeah. Owned. I totally phoned her. But I do like them on gentlemen. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We've had so many new calls today, I'm really glad. Let's let's keep following that trend. Uh, the hairy chests on men, yay or indeed the nay. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton students to campaign against Islamic State. Former Milton Keynes mayor voted off committee and trophy defeats for MK Dons and Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. It comes just days after the terrorist group beheaded the British hostage Alan Henning and as the UN's special envoy for Syria says the world should do whatever it takes to prevent IS fighters taking control of the town of Kobane. These Muslims in Luton believe they shouldn't have to apologise for the actions of IS. It's kind of the same thing when someone of a different ethnicity does something wrong. I don't feel that anyone else would have to come out to apologise for them. Islam is perfect. Our prophet is perfect. He's a small group that thinks they do something in the name of Islam, which they do not. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today to discuss the government's response to the spread of the Ebola virus. Public Health England says there's a low but nevertheless real risk of importing a case from West Africa. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. More from our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis. Subhan Shafiq resigned as Mayor earlier this year after it was revealed he had vouched for a taxi driver who had convictions for rape and sexual assault. But last month, he was nominated by his Liberal Democrat party to sit on the Health Select Committee. Last night, members of that committee backed a motion saying he was unfit for the role and referred his appointment back to full council. Fellow Lib Dem Isabel McCall walked out of the meeting as a result, accusing Alice Bramall, who proposed the motion, of being personally vindictive. 
A man has been injured after part of a house collapsed on top of him in Wellin yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called to Rosecroft Lane just before 3pm. A charity is building a new homeless hostel in Stevenage to meet increasing demand. Stevenage Haven is expanding its capacity with a new 40-bed building next to its current hostel, which is set to be completed by the end of March. The charity's director is Barbara Howard. People assume or perceive that Hertfordshire is a, an affluent county. Actually, um, Stevenage has been ranked as having the third, I believe, highest rate of property possessions in the east of England. The London Film Festival starts tonight and opens with a film about the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing. The imitation game stars Benedict Cumberbatch. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK. Luton lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. And in rugby, Wasps are to leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Councillors in Coventry have backed Wasps' bid to take over the city's Rico Arena. The weather breezy with a mixture of heavy showers and sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. People of Stevenage, tell me about your fine, fine town. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The general upkeep of the town is very clean town. Telling everyone about where you live. Beautiful local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area. All this week, we're exploring Stevenage. First time here I did get lost because it's on the grid system. Fantastic community and people with a heart of gold. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Man alive, it was cold this morning. The scarf came out, guys. The scar- you were saying it's a little bit mild this I morning, Captain Boyle. But then again, you're your Nesh. What? Nesh. I don't know what that means. It's a northern word for being soft and liable to feel the cold. Right, first of all, I'm not soft. Certainly, I'm not liable. Uh, and thirdly, um... You are Nesh. Oh, she's got me on a technicality there. I'm Nesh, it turns out. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. Boy, oh, boy, we, we're going uh, from... Uh, we're covering all bases this morning. We're talking about ISIS, and then we're talking about hairy chest. I, I mean, it really... It, it, we're, we're covering the whole spectrum of subjects Something today. Something for everyone, as long as you knew. As long, ah, yes. Now, re- remind us why I've set this challenge, Catherine. Because you like making life difficult for yourself. Yes, I have. No uh, no regular callers this morning, please. Only, maybe they've been sat at home listening in the past, feeling a little bit nervous, feeling, oh, I can't call in because, you know, Dennis, call, it's Dennis's show or it's Matt, uh, um, David Luton's show. I can't do any of these things. Well, they're not calling in today. It's entirely open to you, dear new caller. 08459 555. Don't sit at the back. Pipe up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the one show? <laughs> this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this morning we're talking about a Twitter and Facebook campaign called Not In My Name. It's another one of these uh, online, online chain letter things. This time, British Muslims uh, take selfies while holding the slogan Not In My Name, and it's a message to ISIS. Well, a group of students from the Al-Hira Mosque in Luton will be adding their faces to the campaign later, and in a moment we'll be speaking to one of their teachers. But it's got us wondering whether it's fair to expect moderate Muslims to have to speak out against extremism every time some of these dodgepots do something evil. Haven't we got the message yet, guys? Well, we sent Justin Dealey out to get word on the street. Oh, no, I don't. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing when 
someone of a different ethnicity does something wrong, mm. I don't feel that anyone else would have to come out to apologize for them. So, I mean, it has, once again, it has nothing to really do with us Muslims here because it, at the end, it's also got nothing to do with our religion either. What they're doing is wrong in our religion. So I don't really think we should apologize for their mistakes, I guess. I mean, be honest. Have you come across anybody who supports them? <laughs> no, no one. Again, sir, as a member of the Muslim community here in Luton, do, do you feel like you almost have to apologise for actions which are beyond your control because it's, it's linked to your religion? No, not at all, because one thing I have to say, terrorists do not know Islam. What they're doing has nothing to do with me, with my religion. Mm. Islam is perfect, our prophet is perfect, you know, and uh, a small group that thinks they do something in the name of Islam, which they do not, yeah. uh, do not represent all the Muslims. You know? and, and there seems to be this pressure on, on leaders of communities to come out and, and apologise for what's happening. Do you think there should be that pressure now? Whenever we hear about these terrible stories, we often hear Muslim leaders on television apologising. Mm. Do you think they need to do that? No, they do not. Why, why should they? Because we didn't do nothing wrong. It's, uh, it's, it's like saying uh, or, uh, somebody did something in Luton, all of Luton is uh, held responsible before it. Mm. It's not like that. So what's the point? Muslims are Muslims. We, we are submitters. We are peaceful people, you see. And we have nothing to do with these terrorists out there. They do what they want. And somebody has to go against it. Somebody has to stop them. That's right. But we, we, we're not supposed to be held responsible for their mistakes. Uh, well, joining me in the studio now is Dawood Masood, who's Head of Youth Development at the Al Hira Centre. Morning, Dawood. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. T- tell me what this, what, the, what, this, this, what this thing is, Not In My Name is. Not In, La- Not in My Name is a campaign where we're trying to uh, tell people and promote it on social media that, you know, this ISIS, they do not represent Islam. And uh, as British Muslims, we're united against ISIS. And uh, that's for hence, Not In My Name. Mm. And and uh, we're trying to promote it on Twitter and it's going through all of the UK, uh, all around the world, not in my name. And especially in Luton, we want to promote it further mm. and people understand, you know, the true message of Islam is not, um, you know, fighting, killing people. The true message of Islam is the peace and tranquility. And uh, this is what we want to do. And personally, um, I don't think that you know Muslims should be apologizing for what's uh, been done in uh, by us. Mm. I think as humans we should be condemning this action, but as Muslims we shouldn't be coming always uh, putting Muslims. Muslims should condemn this. Muslims should condemn mm. this. We should as human condemn it. No one should be brutally um, sl- slaughtered or murdered in such uh, in such a wild. Uh, is it, isn't the not made. in my name campaign? Isn't that in some way Muslims? primarily condemning what is going on you know anything that happens you know muslims uh, every as a human everyone comes forward however this campaign is just saying that we have no relation to isis we do not link to isis anyway and isis they do not represent us however as a human mm. we are condemning this because we, i don't think muslims should be apologizing every single time uh, for something for someone else's action do you really think uh, uh, because it, uh, it's, this is so weird to talk about. It seems obvious to me that the, the ISIS and what's going on over there that that is not true Islam. That's yep. not that those are not true Muslims. Most people get that, don't they? Most people in this country understand that the, the, they're just a bunch of murderous dodgepots, and it's not really Islam. 
a lot of people do get that and however every time you know they want the muslims to speak out and uh, you know say against it and against isis um but what happens is that isis you know who've changed their name to isil now mm. um who've been just changing their names to from islamic state to isil to isis and so many other names really and they do not you know in any way represent represent the true image of islam mm. so i don't think the muslim leaders uh, should be coming forward and condemning it however as human we should be condemning it like what's happened all around the world whenever anyone uh, is uh, murdered in a such brutal way all around the world we all come forward as human we as a humanitarian workers as a Uh, we always come forward and condemn this action so i think as humans we should be coming forward and condemning it but no i wouldn't put i wouldn't you know get my religion to apologize uh, for the actions of such people mm. who do not represent us um, and i think that should be the clear message going out to everyone so this campaign today it's not an apology it's it's not apologizing uh, as muslims but we're making we're trying to differentiate between um, uh, that Islam does not represent what ISIS are doing and we want to differentiate it because they're using the name of my religion mm. and I have to defend it and it is our duty to defend it and if we don't defend it then you know then other, they're going to take advantage of it they ISIS ISIL whatever they are they they believe that they are doing this in the name of of Allah in the name of Islam and they they believe that they are good muslims and isn't that one of the problems with all religions You could interpret it any religion to mean what you want it to mean Judaism Christianity Islam you I, I could interpret it to to justify any of my actions yeah. whether I was violent or peaceful couldn't I uh, and that's that's part of the problem that they they do believe they're good Muslims what happens is um everyone thinks they're on the right path really and uh, I think their ideology does not match and what their ideology is they want a country a one state where you know they have one leader and who rules the world really and this is what they want and i i don't think it it is possible and it should be done that we should have one state this is what ideology the ideology is however i think they are a bit different from other organization like al qaeda and all these organization from before how they different is they are very strategical uh, regarding what, the way they go forward what they do is regarding they want to put a message across the world that you know we are very strong you know you cannot fight against us so what they're trying to do is they're trying to take different territories in Iraq and Syria these places and they're trying to go forward mm. uh, and uh, gain those territory and these pe- people were the ones who the who we provided um, you know when we were the, when we were fighting against uh, Syria the Assad regime these are the people who we provided all these uh, guns and rocket mm. launchers to now these people are fighting against now this is what's happening that you know we go into a war again and again and we're providing these people with equipment how do they get such high tech equipment and they we, this is a question that needs to be asked to everyone uh, wh- why do you think well, i don't know what the latest figure is i've heard figures between 500 and 1500 young british muslims who've gone to join isil why do you think that some young british people are attracted by their message 
it's just they've got very big propaganda going on on the media social media especially and uh, you know we need to fight the propaganda and we need to find uh, fight it intellectually and uh, we need to uh, put our message across as well and uh, the way they put their propaganda forward uh, on the media is very cleverly how they uh, come across uh, they come across very nice people on media and then later on when they got the trust of the person they pull them towards mm. them and i think it is very hard for the um, prevent team and all these organizations to remove that um, item from the web uh, because of the you know it's very hard for them because it, re- it releases very soon mm. and the people just watch it and they you know they find they trust them and they go forward and i think as you know i wouldn't recommend anyone going to uh, syria uh, to join isis mm. and any of anyone as a muslims no one should be going and whoever goes we do not we do not uh, uh, respect them or give our um, uh, sympathy okay. towards them. We're running out of time. In a second, I'll get all the Facebook and Twitter details. One final question, though. Should we be bombing ISIL or should we be talking to ISIL? I personally think we shouldn't be bombing uh, ISIL uh, because what's happening in Syria uh, and uh, Iraq, once we get into the airstrikes, is going to lead to uh, troops on the fl- uh, land mm. and then it's going to lead into a war and the war we've seen what happened in Iraq and should Afghanistan. we be talking to them then? Um, we should be tackling them intellectually by fighting their ideas mm. and uh, this is the way we can go forward and spread our message how they're spreading their message we can do we've got more resources mm. than them and we should be uh, doing our propaganda much heavier than them and we should be putting our okay. uh, uh, material much further what is give us the, the twitter and facebook details so if people want to get involved today they can um what happens is uh, on the twitter you can follow myself uh, down masoo 786 and uh, you can use the hashtag not in my name yep. so uh, what and you can tag uh, local organizations uh, Luton Council Luton Police who are uh, retweeting this message okay. across and who are uh, supporting this and uh, they are very uh, supportive uh, in uh, retweeting these uh, messages and then uh, you can write a message that as British Muslims we, we, uh, we, we are united against ISIS uh, they do not represent us mm-hmm. hence not in my name Dawood, best luck thanks very much for coming in uh, no, Dawood uh, Masood they're talking about hashtag not in my name if you want to get involved 08459 travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio Starting off in Dunstable, the A5 looking very heavy at the moment, heading southbound between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. The A1M on the sensors building up, heading southbound between Junction 8 at Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, queuing at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Very heavy on the Barnet Bypass at the moment on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. 7.17. It is Wednesday the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a health select committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as a mayor. 
Uh, and in sport, Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Football League trophy after defeats last night. BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's a good question, isn't it? The last one I kind of thought of talking to Darwood. Uh, ISIL, should we be bombing them? Or should we be talking to them? New callers only this morning, please. Sorry, old-timers. I know you'll be chomping at the bit to get your hands on this one. Should we be talking to ISIL? 08459 455 555. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot l- allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Because it's an argument, isn't it? That, that instead of going bombing them and, uh, uh, you know, flying aeroplanes over them, hey, guess what? You know when they see the aeroplanes, they go and hide. Who'd have thought that? And guess what? They're really close to taking a Tur- uh, city that's on the Turkish border. You know where Turkey is? It's in Europe. So instead of bombing the whatever out of them, should we go and talk to them? I know, it doesn't it sound ridiculous, but, but, but. Anyone here remember the IRA? Oh, we can never talk to those murdering bleeps. We can never talk to those murdering scum. And what did we end up doing? We ended up talking to them. After years and years and years, we ended up talking to them and it moved things on. The difference with ISIS or ISIL or yep. Daesh or whatever they're calling themselves this week or the French are calling them this week yep. is that there is no room for negotiation. How do we know that? Because it is dominate or die, isn't it? Well, I, I, don't, the, I don't know. Is, yeah. it, is, that what, is that what they've come out yeah. and said? Yeah. But how... So we so we don't go and discuss. We don't go. And, we don't go and have a little. So there's any compromise? Mm, yeah, on the death thing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're being flippant. We're not in the slightest. I, I, you know, quite often the, the people come out with these big bold statements. But but this is a group that Al Qaeda want to distance themselves from. Yeah, that's, that says something. I still I still think that 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 some form of talking. Hey, who's, who's to say it's not happening already behind the scenes? I'm sure there's something going on. We're certainly in communication with them. Uh, but I do, I do just think that, that, you know, I do think there are similarities between the IRA and this. I mean, boy, oh boy, who'd ever thought we'd look back fondly on the days of the IRA when you get a phoned warning that there was a bomb in a shopping centre? You know, still horrific, but... That there were certainly some sort of rules that were followed, weren't there? I don't know. 08459... Four double five, five double five. Speaking of rules, what's the caller rule this morning? Because uh, we're getting rule. some uh, old voices slipping through. Peter and Walmer Green, I know, has tried to sneak through the net by well, putting on Dennis a lady's voice. Dennis, it's new callers only. Back to back to normal rules tomorrow, or, uh, unless this continues to be the, the huge success it's been for the first hour and twenty minutes. In which case, this may be the new procedure. But this morning, uh, we, we've got all these regular callers who are fantastic, but today I want to encourage the uh, the shy and reluctant sharers, those people who think that it's a closed club and they are not well. Everybody is welcome. Apart from... The uh, regular callers. Yeah, so d- new, new callers only this morning. 08459-455-555 is the telephone number. 
just had a long email from Ken, which I, I will read later on, Ken, because I may have to, I may have to uh, um, sub it down. It's quite long, but we'll get there in the end. Now, the big tour has come to Stevenage, where a homeless hostel is expanding because it's got such a high demand for places. A new building will mean the town's Haven charity can house twice as many people than they can currently. Well, Stanley Whitley turned to the Haven charity for help after becoming homeless. And, uh, well, let's speak to, to Stan now. Morning. Are you a Stan or a Stanley? I'm a Stanley. You're, you're a Stan. Excellent. Uh, t- tell me what happened, Stan. What, what's your story? Right. Um, well, it's quite a convoluted story in actual fact, but I'll, I'll really break it to the, uh, what happened in the, you know, the immediate past. Thank you. Um, basically, it was a relationship breakdown with my parents, which effectively meant I couldn't stay with them any longer. So I turned to the Stevenage Haven uh, back in May of this year, and uh, they offered me some great support and help, and uh, you know, start off with a, a movement on moving on plan, which is excellent. Did you? Uh, can I ask sort of roughly what age are you, Stan? I'm roughly 50. <laughs> very roughly 50. Thank you very much indeed. Um, isn't it interesting? We all have these preconceived ideas of, um, of the type of person who would end up homeless. And, and I, often, I often say, you know, you are uh, a couple of paychecks, a couple of bad decisions, and a little bit of bad... We're all a little bit of bad luck away from, from being in that position. You, you don't sound like the, the, the typical kind of homeless person. What do I mean by that? You sound very well-spoken, you sound very intelligent, you sound very with it. Quite possibly so, yes. I've had uh, a number of uh, half-sensible jobs at director level uh, in various countries... It's just at the moment I'm on this uh, incredibly low ebb. Mm. Um, physically, I've got an operation coming up on my foot, which is quite a major operation. Once that's sorted out, then it's back to the serious job hunting again. Because mm. uh, I, I do think one of these things, people are quite often poo-poo the homeless, and well, well yeah. you know, but there's nothing to do with me. Well, you know, it could be you. It could be you at some point. Right, how did right. you? How did you find out about Haven? Uh, simply by word of mouth, in fairness. And uh, talking to people that had, had been through, oh, this is the wrong way of putting it, been through the system, as it were, mm. and uh, it seemed to tickle the boxes, and it absolutely did. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It provides very, very good support, accommodation, and also food. And you get to experience um, a completely different set of people. For instance, the age range. Uh, in the accommodation that I was in, um, it ranged from six, uh, sorry, from 19 years old to 65 years old. So 16, 16 guys of completely different ages, different backgrounds, different skills, different abilities. It was really quite a, an experience. Have I just picked up a Biddeford accent there? <laughs> no, in actual fact, it's Oxford. Oh, is it really? I just heard a little, little kind of southwest twang in there, Stan. Yeah. That's what yeah. made me. You sound very similar to my friend Steve. Um, and you, you're, they're helping. The thing is, as well, we've just, we're learning about this place. Is it's not just somewhere where you can go and sleep for a few nights. They actually have Absolutely. plans, don't you, to help you move on? And they, they've helped you. Yes, that's right. And I'm in day three of being in one of the Havens uh, houses in Stevenage. Fantastic! And how's it's that? Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, really. So I'm sharing a house with uh, two other people: one gentleman, one lady. Excellent. Absolutely perfect. It's brilliant. And once you get your foot sorted out, you think um, that, that you're going to be on the upward swing, or you're going to carry on Absolutely. this upward swing? Absolutely, it has to be. That's, uh, that's really what I am. So I need to get this sorted out. This is something that's unfortunately happened to me, but it's all part of a, a learning experience as well. 
Stan, and, you know, I can't praise the, the Haven enough for what well, they've done for me and what they're doing for other people. Well, let's hope that this, uh, this expansion goes well so they can help more people. And, uh, listen, it sounds like you've got your head screwed on. You don't need me to tell you that. I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you very much, Ian. Stan, thanks a lot for your time. And uh, Stan Whitley, who turned to the Haven Charity for help. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the two big debates of the morning, and I'm not sure which... I know Justin's out in Stevenage to, to, to look at that, but I, I want him to do more work than just that. You can move that microphone, Catherine. Just be noisy, that's all. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the two big debates this morning... And doesn't this just show you how ridiculous um, radio is and phone-ins and voxes? The two big debates are, should we talk to ISIL instead of bombing them? And do you prefer, prefer hairy chest or not? And that, I think, that, that one sentence there pretty much sums up how pointless the radio phone-in is. <laughs> <laughs> really? What do you think, Catherine? Um, I don't mind. Talk about the bombing thing. Oh, right, I do mind. Yeah, OK, now I'm talking about the hairy chest thing. I really don't mind. It would be weird you if you... only find out about that after you know the person. Um, don't pick someone on the basis of their uh, hair or not. There are some men, and it always fascinates me when I see them, who are hairless. And you notice it. I notice it on the arms, and there are no hairs on the arm. And then if you're, if you're lucky, their trouser will have ridden up a bit over sock. If you're lucky. Yeah, and you'll see hairless leg. How do men like that exist and survive? Well, maybe that's the way we're going to evolve, because um, no. nature no will notice that we're whipping it all off. No one's, well, no one's going to have sex with those men, so it won't be, it won't be that way. <laughs> I listened. I'm driving in this morning. And I heard a, a half-hour documentary on Radio 4. It was all about um, 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 Danish sperm. What? Yeah, 30 minutes on Danish sperm this morning on Radio 4. Why just Danish? Excuse me? Why just Danish? No, excuse me, who invited you into the conversation? Oh, go on, you're in now. That, because because the drama's popular, so they're no. going to try and sell us... Daneland is oh. the home... They are one of the biggest exporters of sperm. How does sperm get exported? But I mean, come on, guys. Do you want me? Do you, do you want the ser- serious answer to that question or the ridiculous one? From a different in a jiffy. That works on so many levels. On so many levels. Nice one. Ask me that again. How do they export sperm? In a jiffy. That works on so many levels. I've got three levels at least. There are probably more, guys. And there's not there's not a court or an Ofcom regulation in the land that can well, do me I'm for gone. that. Well, don't tempt fate. How do they export it? I don't know. Do they freeze it? I guess they freeze yeah, it, don't they? Oh, but well, then what do they put it in? A freezer. A canister. Like a boat? <laughs> what? A boat. A boat? But to take it to another place. An aeroplane. Aer- I don't think it needs a dedicated delivery service. I think it just goes along with all the other stuff. Some woman ordered wow. some online and um, used it to uh, impregnate her stepdaughter. What? That's normal. Did her stepdaughter know about it? Yeah. I mean, the story gets... Well, let's not go to... It's, it's a murky story, right. but I'm just saying... And it started out so so beautifully normal. <laughs> so No, but I'm just saying that... that you, what do you mean, did they do it on a boat? Why would it go on a boat? I don't know. But why, what made you think of a boat? I just thought of when things <laughs> are moved boat. from... Di- <laughs> when things are moved around, sometimes it's on boats. Yeah, more... Not very often. Like crates yeah, and Yeah, I am thinking crates and freight. But it'll go on and it doesn't take up much room. It's tiny sperm. You've not seen it. It's really tiny. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I think we've done this one. I've only just started. I know, but uh, I think we. Oh, you're saying I finished? You, you give me the producer, you finish look. Mm. Wow, mm. you give me the hat. Oh. 
We could do it again after the travel and news. All right, yeah, nice one. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 heading southbound, very slow moving between Junction 11 of Dunstable Road and Junction 9 at Redbourne. In Dunstable, it's looking heavy on the A5 at the moment between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. Queuing at the moment on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also queuing anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Looking at the departure boards for the trains, so far no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today to discuss the government's response to the spread of the Ebola virus. And councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a health select committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as mayor. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton are out of the Johnstons paint trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK, despite twice taking the lead through Daniel Powell and Benneke Phobie, his manager Carl Robinson. I said to them at half-time, we took so long putting the ball back into play. When it went out for a throw and we ambled and flicked it up and kept it up and we got a free kick and it took, it took 37 minutes before we had a other than the goal, which was really a mistake, a natural shot on goal. Luton, meanwhile, lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. Here's first-team coach Hakan Hayretin. It was a good performance, mainly the, the most important thing for us, that people got minutes again. Uh, good to see Laws play again and, and Benson play again and Gats, obviously, he's, he's been in and out with his foot injury and bits and pieces. So for us, it was about getting minutes uh, under people's belts ready for, for Saturday. Watford owner Gino Pozzo says the need for an experienced head coach with a winning pedigree was behind the decision to replace Billy McKinley after just eight days in the job. Mr Pozzo says there can be no compromise on doing the best for the long-term benefit of the club after appointing Slavisa Djokanovic as the club's fourth head coach this season. In rugby, Wasps are to leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Councillors in Coventry have backed Wasps' bid to take over the city's Rico Arena, which will be shared with Coventry City. Wickham say they will survive without the rental income. More from Chris Jones. Having lived a somewhat nomadic existence for almost 20 years, moving to their own ground has been one of Wasps' priorities for some time, and especially since Derek Richardson took over the club last April. The decision to move 100 miles away from their spiritual home in West London has dismayed many of their supporters, although the club insists it's the best option to secure a successful long-term future. Coventry City Football Club will continue as tenants at the Rico, while Wasps say they're already forging links with Coventry Rugby Club, who play in the third tier. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. New callers only this morning, please. 08459 four double five five double five. So people who haven't phoned us before are, are, are sticking to that so they, far they, this well, listen, Do you know what we had? We had hardly any calls yesterday and I just I, I was driving home furious and, and We had upset. loads of calls yesterday. We had loads of calls yesterday. Oh, 
I pick the best ones. Oh, well, in that case, well, uh, well, I just like to make things a little bit more difficult for myself every yeah. now and I like to raise the bar, which is an, a good thing if you're a limbo dancer. Mm. Or a high jumper. Well, that's a bad thing. You want to lower the bar if you're a... No, you want to exert yourself. No, you don't. No one wants to exert themselves. High jumpers love it. I used to be good at the high... I was the best at the high jump doing the scissors and then when the Frosby flop came into Was introduced. Vogue, couldn't do it. And I lost out. I couldn't do the Frosby. So... Can't even say the Frosby. Frosby. Frosby flop. What are you putting a row in it for? Because there's a row in it. There's a Frosby... I couldn't do the Frosby frop. It's not a Frosby. I couldn't do the Frosby frop. What are you saying Frosby frop? Because that's a Frosby... Making me say fro. What are you saying fro fro? <laughs> what are you saying frou frou for? Just saying Frosby. Frou frou means fat, doesn't it? No. Okay. It means like frilly, girly, twee. Burlesque means fat, doesn't it? It means um, fat stripper, yeah. 0845... Oh, <laughs> sometimes you really make me laugh. Stop that. 08459 455 555. The two big talking points of this morning are... It actually means laughable. Would you prefer a gentleman with a hairy chest or with a smooth chest? Or maybe you wouldn't prefer a gentleman. Do you like rubbing your... Maybe. Do you like rubbing your hands through a man's chest hair? I have um, a man at the moment, yes. married to him, legally obliged to say this. Yep. Um, he doesn't have an awful lot going on there. Does he not? No. Do you think less of him for that? I would think less of him for that. No, I don't really think about him in terms of his hair. I didn't want a hairy chest until I got one and I thought... Yeah, Pretty good. Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore. Can you stick stuff to it? If I needed to, yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, like food. Oh, fuzzy felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Although the boys think it's hilarious to uh, pull it. <laughs> they also think it's hilarious. I've made the mistake of calling my testicles no. um, Steve and Mark. No. Leave Steve and Mark out. No. I've made the mistake of calling my testicles my plums. So when I say don't jump on daddy's plums, they think that's hilarious. Yeah. And so they jump on them more. It's an invitation. It, uh, it, it, I've, I've invited two children to jump on my plums. And they will never eat. They're my children. They will never eat that delicious fruit again without no. thinking about jumping on you. Uh, so we're asking hairy chest or not. We're also asking, should instead of bombing ISIS, ISIL, IS, should we be talking to them? 08459 455 555. Dave's in Bedford. Morning, Dave. Morning. Is this new, Dave? Is is new Dave? Yeah, I've never. Yes. I, you know, I've never. I've never actually listened to your show in the morning. Hey, why, Dave? Why, why, Dave? Why, have you, why did you start listening today? What what went wrong in your life that you found yourself listening to this nonsense? Well, I was listening to it last night for football, and then uh, it was already on when I when I got in the car. So. Hey, it sounds like we owe, owe those saps that do sport five pounds, and I'm going to have to delete all of those. Um, I'm going to have to delete all of those rude emails I've been sending to people about them. Well, Dave, you've called in. It's really good to have you on board, fella. What, what do you want to say? Um, I'm basically, I think, I think the big issue across the board is education from both sides. I think, I think the problem is I agree with talk to them, don't bomb them, because bombing is quite a serious, a serious um, option. But I think educating people in general is, is a big issue across the board because most people don't understand the situation properly. There's there's people on the news and in videos, etc., that talk about the situation from either side. So they have an emotive response one way or the other. There's, there doesn't really seem to be much out there to discuss the topic that doesn't have an emotional emotional view. There's no one talking about the facts and what's going on. I don't I, I don't really know, Dave, uh, uh, what ISIL want. What, they just want to take over, what, the whole world? The whole of the Middle East? The whole of Iraq and Syria? I don't know what they want. 
this is my point. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything that they've done or they do is right. But at the same time, everyone just sees this game. I see it. I saw everyone who called them and said they're the best people in the world. But I, I do agree in that the things on the news and stuff. But who, as you said, who knows what they want? Who knows why they're there? Who knows why why they had to go to such extremes to try and get their point across? Uh, I mean, I don't know if, if talking to them or if educating people properly will change what they're doing, but I think as, lo- as long as a country or one of the big nine or, or whatever we're called, as long as we do educate and talk about it and find out the reasons, then then at least if we did have the same military action, we'd be doing it with the right kind of knowledge. And with people in, in the country knowing why, if you look at Iraq, all they said was, oh, there's weapons, there's weapons. Yeah. There weren't any weapons. And then there was all these protests saying, we should have never gone, we should have never done this. I think if we talk about it so people are educated and so people understand the right reasons, and then if military action is needed, then then I think a lot more people would not be comfortable, because no one's ever comfortable with that kind of thing, but at least understand the reasons why it's happening. You've made... Well, listen, thank you so much. You've made an excellent point, Dave, and I think you've, you've kicked us off in a good direction. Can I ask, what, what were you listening to yesterday at 7.38 in the morning? Well, no, it was last night on the way up. Yeah, but, what, but what, 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 do you no, what, what do you normally listen to in the morning? In the morning? Yeah. Uh, my iPad, I've got a horrendous choice of music. Go on, so. go on. What's your, what's your, what's your favourite? But it goes from boy band music what? to uh, to things like Tom Jones and Frank hey, Sinatra. Well, we'll have a bit. We'll have a little bit of Frank. And Dave, final question: Have you got a hairy chest? I have, you know. And do the, the do the girls love it? I love it. It's, it's, it's almost like Austin Powers. They love it. Oh. They're mad for it. Oh, God, he's got a rug. Dave, thank you very much. There you go, you see? We've got a brand new Dave. We, Dave, listen, thank you very much. I hope you keep listening. 08459 four double five five double five. It's always a risky thing going for the new callers only, but then when you get them, he was brilliant. And he raises a really good point. And, and, and maybe we need to, to, to roll this whole thing about ISIS, IL, uh, ISIL. Let's, let's say we're going to call them ISIL uh, back a bit. I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want. Does anybody know what they want? I've not seen or read an interview with someone going, right, what we want is, do they just want to take over Iraq? Do they want to take over Syria? Do they want to take over the Middle East? Do they want to take over the world? They want to create an Islamic state. So but, but, but where? What does that... Where? The whole world? Do, do we know that, or are we yeah. just extrapolate? Where have they said that? I'll find that written by someone who knows more than me. Okay. And also, we're going to be speaking to Anthony Gleeson in about ten minutes. He'll be able to tell okay. uh, In about h- half an hour, he'll be able okay. to tell Okay, we, we, we can ask, because I don't know what they want. And I think that's the thing. We need to kind of go back to... We knew what Hitler wanted. We knew what the IRA wanted, right? I don't know what they want. Or maybe I've just missed... Maybe I, was, I just missed that news bulletin. 08459 455 555. New callers only, please. It's always a risky game to play, but it quite often pays off. I've had a, a tweet, Catherine. Yes. About your... Um, ah, you're being chatted up by a gentleman <laughs> while you were reading Fudge Love magazine. I was, it was Fuddler. The Fuddler. And it was Lovejoy. Lovejoy came and chatted you up, <laughs> and his opening line was... Do you like the one show? Yeah, Scott's tweeted. <laughs> the joke's on Kath there. That fella could have been the producer of the one show asking if she wanted to present it. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. You, how, do you, how do you know? Lovejoy does not produce the one show. Have you ever been on the one show? I have, and there's a, one or two Lovejoys there. <laughs> no, I think we can safely say, Scott, that that is not what I was dealing with there. Everybody on the one show. Looks like Lovejoy. Looks like Lovejoy. You're never going to get any work if you carry on like Oh, well, I got kicked off the one show. What for? 
Who was that runner that took drugs? Anyway, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Oh. Oh, yeah, for that nonsense. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, hairy chests and ISIL. I know it's a weird mix today, isn't it? Uh, it often is. That's Alice getting rid of a... Was that a regular caller? Or someone phoning up to complain? Oh, for crying out loud. Hey! Huh? Was that a regular caller or uh, someone phoning up to he complain? He didn't have time to tell me. He was in a rush and said he couldn't come on and chat, but what? he wanted to say that sperm is exported in <laughs> sperm whales. Oh, right. That's why he didn't want to come on. He didn't want to have his name attributed to that awful... Not even a, not even a gag, a non-gag. Well, the, the gag is the, the one we, we can't do about why... Um, right, okay. It does travel on. Why, why semen... Oh, no, I've done it. <laughs> oh, it's transported on both. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mark, male body hair is not something I have a great deal of thought over, apart from my daily facial shave. <laughs> I'm glad you were specific. He's <laughs> on the text. <laughs> However, coincidentally with your topic today, I heard the terms manscaping and boyzillion this morning and wonder if these terms are well known or am I just a middle-aged man content with his, his rug? I'd heard of um, manscaping. I hadn't heard of boyzillion. Although that's a great name for a cartoon character, isn't it? <laughs> boyzillion. Here comes boyzillion. He's very aerodynamic. <laughs> it does. I don't understand. Again, if any gentleman can, ex- I don't understand why you would go to a stranger and get them to um, back. I, I only recently found out exactly what was involved in a back sack and crack. Well, it's quite kind of descriptive. descriptive. Well, I know. What, I knew the the um, sack. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the mystery? <laughs> Where, what is the back? The back? Yes, your own, your, your, the back of you. Can I tell you what I thought the crack was? Uh, no. Okay, I won't. I didn't think I it think was. You've said enough. Okay. Well, you really are having to uh, do a lot of producing today. It's great to see. It's great to see when the, when the, the ship floats off course, you <laughs> jump at the helm and you grab that wheel and you, you, you try and steer it back. It takes about an hour. Do you, know, do you know what? Here's something. You know, to turn an oil tank around, mm. it takes a day. Yeah. It takes a day. I'm feeling that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying the show is an oil tanker. <laughs> steady, steady. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us uh, a call. You can also send me uh, a cheeky little email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Uh, Ken has emailed him. Uh, although, of course, I completely accept that the vast majority of Muslims do not accept the actions of IS, it is still the case that the Quran does contain isolated verses that order the killing, including the beheading of infidels. Uh, what this situation really represents is a tension between two ways of life. I'm picking through the email, Ken, because it's long. Uh, in a theological debate, I do not believe IS would lose. The truth is they are the cherry-picking some particular verses to obey, verses which moderate... M- well, he's put Muslims. Does people say Muslims? Any- Who says Muslims? I think you can spell it both ways. Can you really? It's like you can spell Kung Fu, Gung Fu. Yeah. Muslims really need to accept that the Quran is flawed and should have a mature debate about what to do with it. I noticed that one of your Muslims callers called the Quran perfect. That was one of the people in the box that we did. It's not just Muslims who face this challenge. This is what's behind the current debate in the church about same-sex marriage. What do Christians do about those weird verses in the Bible? Oh, thank you again. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. New callers only, please. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off on the M1, rather slow moving, heading southbound between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Dunstable, the A5, that's looking heavy at the moment between Dunstable and Lynch Hill on the sensors. And the A41 at the moment, looking rather slow moving between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and Junction 20 for the M at 25. The A414 also building up around the Park Street roundabout at the moment. And the M25 heading anti clockwise, rather heavy between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. So far, not seeing any problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 7.45, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing, contra- appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. And in sport, Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton are out of the Football League trophy after defeats last night. Well, earlier on we went to the weather and, well, there wasn't much weather voice. How is the voice doing now? Let's find out as we go to the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Do you still have a voice? I just about. Oh, mate, go on. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Good luck. Thank you. Um, it's a mixture of sunshine and showers today, but slightly more in the way of showers than sunshine, particularly at the moment towards the west parts of Buckinghamshire and West Hertfordshire, really getting a lot of rain at the moment. These heavy showers emerging together, producing some longer spells, and that's going to be the story throughout the day. They're working their way north and eastwards as well, so parts of Bedfordshire will get them as well, and the whole of Hertfordshire, so no one will escape them today. We may get a few more brighter or sunny spells later on this afternoon, but the showers are never far behind. It's accompanied by quite a strong or brisk southwesterly breeze. The maximum temperature getting up to 17 Celsius. Overnight, some lengthy clear spells. Hanging on to the breeze, though, that's going to keep that air churned up, so no mist and fog likely, and also keeps the temperatures not too chilly. Minimum of around 10 Celsius. So for tomorrow, it's a better day. Still some heavy showers, but more in the way of sunny spells and temperatures could get up to around 18 Celsius, despite the rather strong southwesterly wind. That's your forecast. We won't hear from her later, I'm sure. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's full of lots of green spaces, lots of parks, lots of things for people to do. I've never really thought about leaving. Brought me houses here and that's it. All this week, we're exploring Stevenage. I've never found anywhere that has so much to offer. Do enjoy the old town. It does have a historic atmosphere to it. Telling everyone about where you live. Beautiful local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area. The parks and the gardens are fantastic. It's very clean, it's very friendly. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Our town motto is the heart of a town lies in its people. If we didn't have the people, we wouldn't have this fantastic town. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We are only allowing new callers on the show this morning. A dangerous game to play, but we had a great call from Dave who kind of... uh, Suggested that, yeah, perhaps we should be talking to IS because does that, do you know what they want? I don't know what they want. I don't know what it is they're, they, they, they want to achieve. And that may be just I didn't read the right newspaper or I missed it. But surely we need to be 
talking to them, don't we? 08459 455 555. Uh, brand new caller, Callum. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm, I'm cl- pleased to hear some new voices on the radio. Thank you very much. You've called in about the hairy chest, have you? Yeah, I was just going to say, I've heard an old Chinese proverb. Uh-oh. It sort of goes like this with an accent. Old Chinese proverb say, birds never make nest on bare tree. You get that one? I think I, I, think <laughs> I do get it. Now, by bird, you mean woman. By bare right. tree, you mean shaved um, chest. And by nest, I mean what? She's sitting on you. That's right, yeah. You know, like, if you've got a hairy chest, it's a nest, isn't it? Yeah. So a bird would never make a nest on a bare tree. I, the, the, the nest bit is confusing me. So she's sitting on your chest? No, no, she's not sitting on my chest. What's she doing <laughs> on your chest, then? Uh, no, no, that's the problem. Oh, so have you got... Right, hang on, I got it, Callum. So you're bald yeah. on your chest? No, 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 I've got a hairy chest. And is there a, is there a bird sitting on you? Not at the moment, no. When was the last time a bird sat on you? Uh, last night. Excellent stuff indeed. Thank you, Callum. You see? You see, Catherine, it was a game worth playing. New callers only. Excellent call, Callum. I look forward to speaking to you soon. 08459 455555. Now, Subhan Shafiq. The name ring a bell? It's probably just firing off something in the back of your head. It's a story we've mentioned a few times. That's the uh, former mayor of Milton Keynes. Why former? Well, <clears throat> he was forced to resign. After it was found, he personally vouched for a taxi driver who turned out to be a violent rapist. Well, last night, Mr Shafiq was due to take up a new role on the Health and Adult Social Care Committee at Milton Keynes Council. Didn't quite go according to plan. Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis went to the meeting to find out. Just give us a bit of the background to this story, Craig, for any of the new listeners we've got. Yeah, Ian, in, in August, Milton Keynes Council um, made quite a revelation when it, when it came out. Called a press conference and said that a private hire uh, taxi driver had uh, been driving around in MK for three years with a conviction for rape. Uh, that chat was Nadim Ahmed Kiani. We, we've talked about what he did quite a lot. It was pretty horrendous. That was awful, yeah. Awful. And he had, uh, yeah, he had four convictions for serious sexual offences. And Milton Keynes Council did subsequently uh, revoke his licence, but as part of the fallout, it was revealed the Mayor of Milton Keynes, Saban Shafiq, had vouched for Mr Kiani, who he described in in that meeting as a friend. Mr Shafiq resigned as a Mayor, but remained a councillor, and at a bit of a controversial council meeting last month, he was actually made a member of the Health and Adult Social Care Committee. And so, what happened at last night's meeting? Well, last night, Alice Bramall, who chairs that committee, tabled an urgent item to discuss councillorship Shafiq's membership of of the committee and the motion stated Saban Shafiq's appointment to that committee was improper because of his recommendation of Mr Kiani. Basically they're saying he's unfit to serve on this committee and and I think some of them would probably say he's unfit to serve as a councillor and they said the decision should be referred back to full council to be reconsidered. Now it was passed by three votes to one. Three of the councillors actually abstained which shows uh, Mm. that there's a bit of a mixed feeling about this one as well. Uh, But it means that Liberal Democrat leader Douglas McCall will now have to answer questions over Councillor Shafiq at the next council well, meeting. That would be interesting, because uh, Douglas McCall has, has defended him vehemently, and on this show, hasn't he? He has indeed, yeah. Douglas came on and spoke to spoke to you uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. I think now, uh, saying that uh, Saban Shafiq had, uh, had kind of... Um, 
paid for his crime by having to resign as mayor. He he's happy for him to remain mm. as a uh, as a councillor and as a councillor. If he's going to be a councillor, he he really ought to he be doing some council work. Committees. The decision yeah. wasn't popular with everyone, though, was it? It, it? it kind of there was a little controversy, wasn't there? There was indeed. Now, Isabel Isabel McCall, who's actually the vice chairman of this committee, uh, she's another Liberal Democrat. In fact, Douglas McCall's wife. Uh, she she walked out of the meeting, calling Alice Bramall personally vindictive. Alice Bramall has conducted quite a vicious attack on Saban Shafiq over the last few um, the last few weeks, and I think it was very political. She claims it isn't, but I can't see why else she would do this. To be honest, she didn't uh, pick on Gladstone McKenzie, who was is a Labour member who's already on the committee. Um, and he was one of the actual decision makers um, in the licensing, um, the taxi license issue. So, but apparently he's okay to sit on the committee and Saban isn't. So to me, it feels very political and it actually feels very personally nasty. Well, it, 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 I'm confused slightly by Mrs. McCall's uh, uh, point there. Is she saying that she does have a problem with Mr. McKenzie sitting on that, that panel? Or, or, or obviously she doesn't because she thought that Mr. Shafiq was appropriate to sit on that panel. It's very confusing. No, within the meeting, she actually kind of made that clear when she was speaking. She said that uh, she didn't personally have a problem with Gladstone McKenzie sitting on it either, but what she doesn't understand is why Alice Bramwell has singled out Saban Shafiq um, well, as unfit to sit on the committee and not both Shafiq well, and McKenzie. It's possible that both are uh, inappropriate, but I, I, I think, you know, go and look at what this gentleman has done. Uh, Saban Shafiq, we, we're desperate, no, desperate's too strong a word, we're keen to have him on this show. He's refused all um, interview requests. Uh, I'm assuming he was at the meeting last night. Uh, no, he was conspicuous oh. by his absence. Uh, he wasn't present. I did uh, put that question to Isabel McCall. Uh, she said that um, Saban Shafiq was kind of aware of what was going to happen and, and didn't want to put himself through that. Gosh. Uh, he's a councillor and he's not going to the council meetings. That's right. I wonder yeah. how sustainable that is. Craig, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm joined now by Councillor Alice Bramwell, who called for Subhan Shafiq to be remo- removed from the Health Committee. Uh, Alice, I'm hoping you heard uh, the little clip we played there of Isabel McCall. What's your response to that? I did. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Um, I think I'm disappointed more than anything. I'm sorry Isabel feels that it's personally vindictive, but it's not. Um, simply. I took no pleasure in bringing forward the motion last night. Um, But it's a matter of principle, what is right and what is wrong. Um, It's absolutely critical that we remain, we we keep public confidence in the committee. And it's become very clear to me um, over over the past, you know, months, since the council meeting where I first raised concerns over his appointment, um, that members of, of, of Milton Keynes, but residents of Milton Keynes aren't happy about his appointment. And actually, a lot of them think he had resigned from the council fully when he resigned as mayor. Why? The, going back to uh, Mrs. McCall's point uh, uh, about you bringing up Mr. Shafiq, but not Gladstone McKenzie. What, why do you see? Why you, do you think it's appropriate for Mr. McKenzie, who gave the license to the uh, the convicted rapist, or was certainly on that panel? Why is it appropriate for him to be on this uh, new committee and not Mr. Shafiq? something that I sat and thought about for a long time, but actually Gladstone, uh, Councillor McKenzie, has apologised fully and did so very quickly after the revelations came to So light. if Mr Shafiq apologised, would that be enough for you? Well, yes and no. I think Saban's situation is slightly different, to be frank, because there is evidence that he's, um, he's given, vouched for other taxi drivers as well as, 
um, this one um, with a with a conviction and so it puts it in a slightly different light and considering the sensitive issues that are raised at the committee such as dealing with issues around vulnerable people vulnerable adults um, I'm not sure it's appropriate for, for Saban to sit on there. So you think it's time a- and time again um, sort of come up and, and supported those so you, who... You do think it's OK, though, for um, Councillor uh, uh, um, Gladstone McKenzie to, to sit on, on this panel for vulnerable adults, even though he awarded a taxi licence to a convicted rapist? I don't, think, I don't think it's OK, but I think that's something for the Labour leadership to deal with. Um, well, then surely this is something for the Lib Dem he, leadership to deal with, isn't it? It is as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, Gladstone is a, is a Labour councillor, um, so it's for both of the leadership to deal with. But, um, I mean, my issue is not with the individuals. It's with, and, and, you know, Saban has only just been appointed, which is why I dealt with Saban last night. Will you be um, dealing with, with uh, um, Mackenzie? He has apologised. He's apologised full-heartedly and said that he's made a lapse of judgment on this one occasion. He's not done it continually. Um, I think that's something we have to review, and I'm going to continue to think about it. But at the moment, I think Gladstone has, has, has admitted his, his mistake. It should be... I, I don't think we've mentioned... We may have mentioned earlier that, that you are a, a Conservative councillor. Uh, what happens next, Alice? Um, it will go back to full council, um, and it will be it will be voted on at full council. But uh, I mean, it will be um, discussed by Douglas McCall at full council, um, and um, then it will it will come back to our committee. And um, you know, I just hope Douglas um, spends a long time thinking about the appropriateness of this. Yeah, but if, if if Douglas thinks that Saban Shafiq is the right person to be there, how will that work? I will deal on it on a case-by-case basis. So will will there be another vote? um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you at the moment. I'll wait and see what happens at full council. And and just if if, if, uh, Councillor Shafiq apologised, would that change things? Um, I think it will depend what comes out of the audit report, which is being done at the moment. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see what's happened over the last... um, few years on licence. Alice, we've, very quickly, we've just, um, uh, Andy is on the line. Andy wants to put one quick question to you. Andy, what would you like to say? Uh, well, a quick question is, we've just heard that he, so Baron Shavik has done this before, and at the same time you're saying Ms. Uh, Gladstone has apologised. What does that mean? Um, it means that Gladstone is only involved in this, the, the one particular incident, and he's apologised for that incident. Um, Saban has apparently, allegedly, done this on several occasions um, by um, supporting those with criminal convictions. Um, and um, therefore, it's slightly different. The game changes a bit between the two because one has only done it once. One has one has supported um, people with criminal convictions okay. on numerous occasions. The golden question is why have why have this not been made public so it can be open in the public's eyes? Because we are all thinking that Saban Shafiq has give a license to a convicted rapist, and now you're saying he's done it in the past before. Make it public so people can make their own opinion. So I believe that um, Katrina Morris came on your show, Ian, um, a couple of weeks ago and did say that this has happened before um, on licensing when she's been sat on the licensing committee. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I think the audit report from the council is going to make everything public. And yeah. I, I'm when, sure when, can we expect, when can we expect that audit I report? Couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you. The best people to ask is the administration. Okay. Alice, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you. That's Councillor Alice Bramall. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Rather slow moving on the M1, heading southbound between Junction 11 of Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A41, very slow between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for Kings Langley, the M25. The M25's queuing between 18 at Chorleywood and 16, the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you, Craig, as well. Should we be talking to ISIL? New callers only, please. Surely we have to sit down and talk to them, don't we? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton students' campaign against Islamic State, PM to chair Ebola meeting, and Milton Keynes' taxi row becoming too personal, say Lib Dems. BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. Meanwhile, the United Nations Special Envoy for Syria has said the international community cannot allow the city of Kobane to fall under the control of Islamic State fighters. Dawood Massoud has organised today's campaign in Luton. This ISIS, they do not represent Islam and uh, as British Muslims we are united against ISIS and especially in Luton we want to promote it further mm. and people understand you know, the true message of Islam is not um, you know, fighting, killing people, the true message of Islam is the peace and tranquility. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today to discuss the government's response to the spread of the Ebola virus. Public Health England says there's a low but nevertheless real risk of importing a case from West Africa. Dr Chris Smith is from Cambridge University. Trying to institute some kind of screening process where we single out people and go, you're coming in, you're not coming in, that's going to be extremely difficult because the problem is that people have already mixed in airports, on aeroplanes, on the way to the airport, on the way home from the airport, and short of sort of drawing up a drawbridge and saying no one leaves Africa. We're going to be in real trouble trying to police that. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. Mr Shafiq resigned as Mayor earlier this year after it was revealed he'd vouched for a taxi driver who had convictions for rape and sexual assault. His Lib Dem colleague Isabel McCall walked out of last night's meeting after the proposal by Conservative Alice Bramall. To start off an important meeting with a very political and very personally nasty motion um, I just think you know is unfit for, for the committee and I was just very angry with what she's doing to the committee to politicise it in that way totally unnecessarily that I just felt I couldn't be part of the meeting. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg will use his speech to the Liberal Democrat conference in Glasgow today to set out the first NHS waiting time targets for mental health patients. He'll say that people with depression should begin talking therapy treatments within 18 weeks from next April. A charity is building a new homeless hostel in Stevenage to meet increasing demand. Stevenage Haven is expanding its capacity with a new 40-bed building next to its current hostel, which is set to be completed by the end of March. The charity's director is Barbara Howard. People assume or perceive that Hertfordshire is an affluent county. Actually, um, Stevenage has been ranked as having the third, I believe, highest rate of property possessions in the east of England. 
In sport, Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK. Luton lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. And in rugby, Wasps are to leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Councillors in Coventry have backed Wasps' bid to take over the city's Rico Arena. The weather, a mixture of heavy showers and sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I never really thought about leaving. Bought my houses here and that's it. Telling everyone about where you live. I've never found anywhere that has so much to offer. All this week, we're exploring Stevenage. The parks and the gardens are fantastic. It's very clean, it's very friendly. I've lived here all my life, so I've got a lot of friends and family here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. The ISIS do not represent Islam. That wasn't meant to be there. Hey, it's day one of no caffeine. A man alive, I'm flagging. I'm flagging. If you've given up caffeine before, any tips on how to survive it? I've done it in the past, and I remember it being flipping awful. Mood swings, insomnia, headaches. Sounds like fun, huh? Oh, and I don't get to have a latte. What are we talking about this morning, Catherine? We're talking about all kinds of things, hairy chest being yep. one of them. Yep. Um, but also, um, at what point do we sit down and have a dialogue with ISIS? Is it possible to have dialogue with ISIS? Well, is well, the question well do, we, do we do it? Because uh, there will be some people, nah, it's going to bomb them. Well, uh, yeah, OK, that's one option, but um, th- those options never tend to work out very well, I don't well, think. Well, Professor Anthony Gleese is on the line. He's going to be talking to us about uh, this and the Not In My Name campaign and whether there's any point to it whatsoever. And where the hell is Justin Daly? I've missed him this morning. He's been in Stephen home in the big tour. Oh, we'll speak to Dealey in a bit. New callers only this morning. I'm sorry to break the news to you, dear listener. And we've had a we've had some cracking new calls, haven't we? If you're a new caller, if you've thought about calling in the past or you've never bothered, now is the time to do it. 08459 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And you can call in about the stuff with... The, the, the rules are there aren't really that many rules. You can call in about the stuff we're talking about. Should we talk to ISIL and do uh, women prefer hairy chests, huh? Yeah, you like. I don't even bother to pretend to try and smoothly slide between the two. You can't. It's a full-on quantum leap. Uh, or you can call in about any old tosh, whatever you fancy. Really, that's, that's sort of the way this works. We're not one of those um, uh, phone-in shows where it, we're very structured and it's you must talk about this. You can talk about talk about what you want. I don't really mind. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now. A national campaign encouraging British Muslims to stand up to ISIS has been criticised by a Buckinghamshire security expert. Um, Professor Anthony Glee says Muslims who post pictures and videos on social media with the hashtag not in my name could be wasting their time. Well, today, students from Luton's Al-Hira Centre will add their voice to the campaign by wearing T-shirts with the message on. This is a clip from a not-in-my-name video of British Muslims condemning the actions of ISIS. The ISIS do not represent Islam or any Muslim. Because it's totally un-Islamic. Because they're killing innocent people. Because you're unjust. We must all unite together and try to stop this group from damaging Islam and damaging Muslims. Not in my name. Because your leader is a liar. 
Because your actions do not represent the actions of the rightly guided companions. And that's uh, a clip from uh, one of the videos, and there are plenty of them around. I'm joined now by Professor Anthony Gleese, a professor of politics at the University of Buckingham, uh, and he directs its Centre for Security and Intelligence Studies. Is this whole campaign a waste of time, Anthony? Well, it depends what its purpose is, but if its purpose is to free hostages, if its purpose is to undermine uh, the Islamic State, if its purpose is to, uh, in some way, try to get rid of Dr. al-Baghdadi, the head of the Islamic State, I think it is a waste of time, yes. And I think it's, in a way, it's a sad waste of time because British Muslims, European Muslims, this is a, a, almost a worldwide movement, this, this not-in-my-name movement, are implicitly suggesting that there is a link between the Islamic State, which is a vile, sadistic, political entity, and the peaceful faith of Islam. So if, if I don't in a way think that Muslims, Muslim Britons, should in any way feel that a finger is being pointed at them because of what the Islamic State and its supporters in the UK, and it has supporters in the UK, are doing. Two points there. First one I want to pick up, Anthony, is that that, that, that when we um, have uh, videos of of the beheadings, when when, uh, Islamic State is predominantly in the press, there there are statistics that show that um, uh, Islamophobic attacks increase. So that would imply that there are people who do see brown people or people they think are are Muslims and and they connect them with ISIS. Well, uh, of course that is the case, but the reason that that is the case is that the Islamic State, as its name implies, tries to use a, uh, an interpretation of the peaceful faith of Islam to justify its reign of terror. And that is what is going on, its reign of terror in Iraq and Syria. Uh, and yet we've got to be smart enough to say that there's only, there's only one race, it's the human race. People may have this religious belief, that religious belief, or no religious belief. That's one thing, but their politics. Now, that is the issue that we do have to talk about. And the politics of the Islamic State has nothing to do with Islam. British Muslims, Muslims anywhere, are not responsible for what the Islamic State does. It is a political entity, and it has to be dealt with by political means. In my view, and you've been kind enough to let me say this um, on Three Counties Radio in the past, the only way to deal with the Islamic State is to destroy it. And we should have started destroying it uh, a a long time ago. But it's not about religion. And and British Muslims must be very careful. It's not their problem to sort. Mm. It is Britain's problem to sort, it is for MI5, it is for the police to sort the problem of Islamic State supporters in the United Kingdom. It's not for the Muslim community to deal with. When you say destroy it, Anthony, do you mean destroy it by dropping bombs on it, or do you mean destroying it in a... uh, um, uh, uh, Should we be sitting down and talking with them? We 
should definitely not be talking to them. The people who've been suggesting that we should talk to them, people like Moaz and Beg, who has admitted that he was giving weapons training in Syria to um, people there, people who say we should talk to them, people like uh, Tony Blair's former chief of, of staff, Jonathan Pohl, who now runs a business trying to talk to dangerous people. That is absolutely wrong. We'll talk to anybody once we have shown them that they cannot win. Yes? We talked to the IRA, didn't we? We talked to the IRA when the IRA realised they could no longer win the security war. They were still bo- still bombing people, though. But they realised they could not win. They realised they were never going to get what they wanted. And that, then, makes it possible to talk to them. I'm not, not discussing the morality of the people we talk to, and I believe... Uh, you know, that that people should have secret services, and one of the things that secret services do, one of the things our own secret intelligence service does, is open back channels to people who you and I would not wish to have anything to do with quite quite properly. I understand we pay people to do that, but to deal with uh, the leaders of the Islamic State, these sadistic beheaders and butcherers, as if you could come to a deal with them, that is quite wrong. They are merciless. And the idea that it's a terrible thing to have to say, but I think William Hague, the former foreign secretary, was speaking the truth when he said those people who have gone to help in Syria cannot be helped short of the destruction of the Islamic State. Anthony, what do they want? I don't know. What they, is it to take over the world? Is it as simple and as, uh, as lunatic as that? Well, I think it is. I, I mean, you know, those are, uh, we, we shouldn't think this is a kind of uh, Middle Eastern uh, uh, view to take. In, in Europe, in the last century, we had two people who wanted to take over the world. Adolf Hitler, who wanted Nazism to take over the world, and Joseph Stalin, who wanted communism to take over the world. People do want to take over the world. The Islamic State wants to have a Sunni caliphate. It wants everybody who is a Sunni Muslim to sign up to its political message. But it's not about religion. That is the point. You can be a very good Muslim and want to have nothing to do with the Islamic State, and the vast majority of Muslims are in that position. But it's political. It is political. The idea of a caliphate with a leader like Dr. Al Baghdadi, a self-proclaimed Mahdi or Messiah, yes, they want to take over everywhere and they want to do it through violence and terror. It is the antithesis of everything we stand for in this country. Anthony, we've only got about 45 seconds, so as brief as you could please, but you mentioned of course that there are IS support, IS or ISIS supporters in the UK. Uh, We know that uh, that they are very close to the borders of Turkey. Should we be worried in Europe Oh, we should definitely, we should definitely be worried. These people know they will never win in an election, but through terror, they may help us, uh, they may undermine our faith in our democratic government. That is the danger here. But yes, they are very, very real and present danger. Anthony, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Thank you very much indeed, Professor Anthony Glace. Your thoughts, please. He definitely thinks we shouldn't be talking to ISIL. Your thoughts, should we? New callers only, please. 08459 455 555. And another quick question. There are supporters here, not that many. 
They are on the borders of Turkey. Are you frightened? Are you frightened by this at all? 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M, rather heavy on the sensors heading southbound between Junction 8 at Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. The A41 in Kings Langley is starting to build at the moment between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself anti-clockwise, looking rather heavy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and Junction 16, the M40. Also looking heavy on the North Orbital Road, just at the Shell roundabouts. And the M40 looking rather heavy on camera heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M at 25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's 8.16. It is uh, Wednesday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. Councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former mayor Subhan Shafiq to a health select committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as mayor. And in sport, Wasps Rugby Club are moving to Co- Coventry and will leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Guys? Guys? BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in, in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company. And we love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. It's got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Morning, good morning to you. I'm coming off caffeine and I'm really feeling thoroughly rotten. Why would you do that? Because my life, I'm at a turning point in my life. I drove back home from uh, London yesterday after a big lunch. Fat, bloated, my heart was racing, I thought I was going to die. I need to change my lifestyle, man. Oh, God. Um, my sister has tweeted, cut down gradually, mix with decaf rather than go cold turkey. Right. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the, the coffee's gone, the fry-ups are gone, the chilli dogs are gone. Right. Well, the, I mean, the fry, how many fry-ups have you been eating a week? Kath? Sometimes five. Five. Yeah. That, that I see. That, that you probably do need to cut down on. Okay. As for the coffee, I mean, what the hell? It's coffee. Coffee. The caffeine is a drug. Oh, yes, but I drink lots of it. And look at me. I'm actually fine. <laughs> yeah, We're doing exactly. the right thing, Kath. Totally doing the right thing. <laughs> oh, coffee and booze. Gosh. That's my uh, my. I eyed you up diet. and down. Then do you notice? I, I, I eyed you up I, and down. I noticed that. <laughs> and you're looking. You're looking fine. I'm going to get a personal trainer as well. Are you really? Gosh. Yeah. Changing. I'm changing, man. Are you? And I'm. Um, yeah. Won't uh, last. No, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in before January, though. I normally do it in January. Okay. So. But right. it won't last. 
Okay, well, good luck with it. As long as it makes you happy, that's all that matters. It won't. I'll be miserable. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on this morning's Big Phone In, do you think it's necessary for British Muslims to speak out against ISIS? I know you've been talking about Mm. this this morning. Very interesting. It is two Muslims in Luton and across the UK are signing up to an online campaign called Not In My Name to distance themselves from the crimes committed by ISIS. Participants share photos of themselves promoting the slogan via social media in the hope their presence will outweigh the images and videos shared by the extremists. The man behind the campaign, Hanif Qadir, argues the terrorists are not true Muslims. They don't practice Islam and they are the enemy of mankind. However, human rights lawyer Arsalan Iftikhar has told the BBC no other ethnic or religious group would be expected to apologise for the crimes committed by a minority of mm. extremists. So do you agree with that? This morning from nine, do you think it's necessary for British Muslims to speak out against ISIS? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> you should start this show like that every morning. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I was, uh, I was waiting for you to... I thought you would, at some point, leap in with your opinion. I... You normally can't help yourself. <laughs> I... D- it doesn't... One of my bugbears of doing this kind of show and watching the news and being news-aware, as limited as, as that is for me, is whenever there is an atrocity, you'll get people phoning up saying, well, when are these Muslim leaders in this country going to come out and denounce that? They're always coming out and denouncing it. I, I'm sick and tired of Muslim leaders coming out and denouncing stuff. I don't think they need to denounce stuff. I suspected that may be your opinion. Mm. From nine, I'm going to see if people agree with you or not. Do you think it's necessary for British Muslims to speak out against ISIS? I'd love your call on 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. New caller day to this show. Only new people can call up. And boy, oh boy, uh, we've had some cracking calls. Some cracking calls. Uh, Liam is in Dunstable. Liam, you're a new caller. I appreciate you calling in. What would you like to say, sir? Just talking about this not in, about, not in my name campaign. Yeah, go on. Yeah, just saying it's like, it's kind of comforting to hear that they're not affiliated. Because all you sort of hear is a, a big outcry saying... Muslim mothers need to convince their kids not to go and and help them out in Syria and help people out in other places. And it's nice to hear, rather than the minority being pro-ISIL or ISIS, wherever they are, that everyone wants to be sort of distanced from them. And I think they're less talking to ISIS saying, oh, I'm not part of you, more talking to the rest of everyone and saying... Don't worry, we're not all part of them. Uh, do you know what? I've picked up two really interesting things in what you said, Liam. The first one is... Uh, the second one is, should should Muslims have to do that, though? Should it be their responsibility to make you feel better? Um, well, not their responsibility, but it's nice to have sort of a nice little warm cho- arm around the shoulder saying, I'm, I'm not... It's all right. We're all good. Don't worry about it. Do you know what, Liam? You've got a really nice turn of phrase because you've kind of just linked into the first... The first thing you said was it's comforting. And then you said it's nice to have a warm arm around your shoulder saying it's all right. You've got a very... um, Well, just a nice way of phrasing things. And it's it's interesting that you... you, So you would find this comforting? Yeah, I do. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't say I'm, like, pro-religion or... I'm I'm not racist or anything, but it kind of... I mean, all you hear is, like... Muslim terrorists, they're killing people and blowing things up and 
it, it kind of puts the eebie-jeebies up you a little bit. You've got to be, I mean, everybody's kind of got to be a, a, a tiny bit worried. Here's something, right? The front page of the Daily Mail, because as soon as you said that all you read about is that, I, I, I reached for the Daily Mail. The front page of the Daily Mail. Jihadi plot to attack UK smashed. Does something like that give you the heebie-jeebies? Well, when you say smashed, does that mean they found out about it or stopped it happening? They've stopped it. Uh, they've arrested four men in their early twenties. Were arrested in West London yesterday, um, f- fearing that they were planning well, a beheading. Th- um, I mean, the actual thing doesn't. Uh, the, for the fact that they've they've stopped it, yeah, yay. But I don't know. I think it's more of the bigger scale, like the bombs. I mean, you yeah. get the London bombings and all the sort of big nine eleven ones. Um, the little ones, I don't know. That that doesn't scare me too much now. Isn't that? <laughs> uh, and it, no, I know. And the thing is, I know what you mean by that. Is it because? I mean, hey, listen, a beheading in this country has been and would be awful. Is it because the chances of it, the the odds of it being you, are me, so minuscule? So exactly. minuscule that it, it, it's it's so unlikely that it would be within your direct sphere. Exactly. It'll just be some yeah. name that sort of goes. Yeah. I mean, it would obviously be personal to somebody, but. That would just be a name in the newspaper. And yeah. old, I know, what you're, there'll be some people flinching at what you're saying, but I know what you're saying. Liam, listen, I really appreciate your call. Will you call again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's not convinced, Liam. Thank you very much. I really liked his turn of phrase. Wasn't he good? I knew I knew we'd be thin on the ground for calls, but what quality we've had. All three have been winners, haven't we? have had some really different points of view. Haven't we good. just? All three have been absolute. We're playing a dangerous game this morning, Just. Yeah, absolutely. Are you in the rain? Or are you? Uh, it, it, it is raining, but I'm in Stevenage. We're, oh, we kind of get a bit static. of a hissy signal here, but we, uh, Liam was fantastic. We, we have played a dangerous game this morning, Just, where mm. we have uh, we new callers only, uh, and it's really paid off. We have had some of the best calls we've had in ages. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going on what Liam just said there, absolutely. I'd yep. probably score him as what? Uh, nine out of ten? He was good. I'd give him an eight and a half. I'm a little bit harsher than you. Yeah. And also, but that half is because he used the phrase heebie-jeebie. <laughs> and also because when he found out a terrorist plot had been uh, stopped, he went, hey! Yeah. <laughs> now, Justin, mm. the big tour, Stevenage this week, where according to some people we've spoken to this morning, there's a pretty substantial homeless problem. The Haven Hostel being doubled in size to cope with demand for overnight beds, as well as guidance on how to get off the streets long term. You've been speaking to the residents of Stevenage. Are they looking forward to the hostel being increased in size? Mm. It's an interesting one. Um, the hostel is on Ditchmore lane which is very close to the train station so it's at a central location they don't have any next door neighbours the nearest home to this hostel is a good 300 yards away but here's the problem it's opposite a park, a very big park where oh. people drink already uh, a number of locals have expressed concern about this, only one would talk to me on the record, that person is Chris Sugden, here's what happened when we spoke earlier Well Chris you live very near to the homeless shelter around 400 yards away, we're currently in the park opposite the shell, sir. What's your thoughts on the expansion plans, first of all? Well, I'm extremely concerned that the park already has an awful lot of people in it that are drinking very heavily, sleeping in the park and hanging around the park at all sorts of hours. Um, I'm worried that the, the shelter's going to give people obviously somewhere to sleep, mm. but they're not going to be drinking in that shelter. They're going to be coming over here. They're going to be drinking and taking whatever they need to do in this park. We've already seen a few beer cans already in the park this morning. I never thought that Stevenage had a major problem when it came to people being homeless. Well, I've been in there for three years. 
and since the day I came here, especially in this park, there's always been people sleeping around the park, camping in the park in these small pitch-up tents you can buy very cheaply, um, drinking in the park and just sleeping on the benches. They've been here constantly in the last three years. People that you know, are they fearful about coming into this park? Definitely. The way that my wife takes the dog for a walk. She is really worried in the mornings early. I've had telephone calls from her saying, I'm in the park at half past six, it's, it's just dusk, and there's people walking across this park following me, drinking beer. Mm. And she's very concerned. So most of the women who come in this park just stick to the middle of it. They won't walk around the edges at all. Okay. Now, these people, are they from the home, do you think, or are these people homeless? Probably homeless. I've seen one or two people in this park drinking that I've seen go in that shelter. Mm. Definitely sitting on these benches drinking. But if we have got people who haven't got anywhere to go and they're here in this park, isn't this going to be a great thing for the local community because we can get them out of the park and into that home? It's good for to get them out of the park from sleeping, yeah, but will it get them out of the park from during the day? What, what, what are their activities during the day? What are they actually going to be doing? Well, I think part of the, 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 the uh, raison d'etre of this uh, hostel is that they do help people move on in their lives. It's not just a bed yeah. for the night. Absolutely. And uh, what I would say, a couple of interesting stories here. One person who's actually working on the development, uh, the expansion, uh, was actually homeless for seven years. He was in that hostel. He's now turned his life around. And in the park this morning, there was one person who was homeless. He'd actually been to the shelter. He's been homeless for two days. He travelled from Hitchin uh, to Stevenage and when he went to the hostel they said to him, sorry, but we haven't got any more room. Now from next March, when these plans are complete of course, the hope is that person won't be in that park drinking. He will then be in the home and he will be having the help that, that he needs to, to hopefully move on with his life. Justin, very quickly, and I don't know if you have to do this because of where you are, mm. uh, having the great ha- uh, hairy chest Debate, debate, to, <laughs> uh, to yes. um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, sculpting. What's it called? Manscaping. Yeah, to to yeah. manscape or not, Justin? Yeah, you're absolutely. a man, aren't you? Listen, I'm going to take this to the streets. I'm on the streets every day. A lot of people say to me about my chest hair. That chest hair is staying. The ladies love that across bed tarts and bugs. You know I'm all for the chest hair. You know what this calls for, Justin? Go on. The ladies' perspective. The yeah. ladies' perspective coming up before nine, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M, on the sensors starting to build rather between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welland. So far in Chiswell Green, looking very heavy on the north Alter Road, just at the Shell roundabout. Slow moving on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21 for the M1. Also queuing at the moment anti-clockwise between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The M40 itself on cameras looking heavy from the Denham roundabout to the M20. Also looking rather slow on the A41 at the moment between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today to discuss the government's response to the spread of the Ebola virus. And councillors in Milton Keynes have voted against appointing controversial former Mayor Subhan Shafiq to a Health Select Committee. It's the latest fallout from the taxi row, which led to Mr Shafiq's resignation as Mayor. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons and Luton are out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after defeats last night. The Dons lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon at Stadium MK, despite twice taking the lead through Daniel Powell and Benneke Phobie, his manager Carl Robinson. We weren't good enough. It's as simple as that. Sometimes it's, it's, un- it's not acceptable either. I don't think any player can come out to you and say, listen, I've had a good game today. I think they've all underperformed. I was actually said, sorry. It's, I know it's disappointing for you. You've lost in a, in a what we class as a derby or a rival game. But it has to happen sometimes, just being told. And it's happened now. And hopefully they can move on with, with, with their future and we can move on with ours. Luton, meanwhile, lost 1-0 at home to Crawley. His first team coach, Hakan Hayretin. I think we played with, with an intensity second half. I think we pressed quite high. I think uh, if, if the stats were to be true, we had most of the possession. They broke on the break. And, and really, we would have seen that if anyone was going to score after they scored, it was going to be us. Watford owner Gino Pozzo says the need for an experienced head coach with a winning pedigree was behind the shock decision to replace Billy McKinley with Slavisa Djokanovic. And in rugby, Wasps are to leave Wickham after 12 years at Adams Park. Councillors in Coventry have backed Wasps' bid to take over the city's Rico Arena, which will be shared with Coventry City. Wickham say they will survive without the rental income. More from Chris Jones. Having lived a somewhat nomadic existence for almost 20 years, moving to their own ground has been one of Wasps' priorities for some time, and especially since Derek Richardson took over the club last April. The decision to move 100 miles away from their spiritual home in West London has dismayed many of their supporters, although the club insists it's the best option to secure a successful long-term future. Coventry City Football Club will continue as tenants at the Rico, while Wasps say they're already forging links with Coventry Rugby Club, who play in the third tier. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. They broke on the break, did they? They broke on the break. Now, Catherine Boyle, it's uh, you are. It's always a delight to see your smiling, beaming face. But today, you're breaking my heart. You're melting. <laughs> you're melting. I know. I caught sight of myself in the bathroom mirror just now, and it's uh, you look not awful. Good. You look awful. I feel dreadful. And this is because I'm not drinking coffee. Be- and and how far into this are you? Well, how long have I been up? <laughs> it's, it's day one! Now, admittedly, you have been up since, what, about half past three? Something yeah. like that. Uh, but you are, I mean, uh, let me describe her. She's normally, vi- normally very, very gobby. <laughs> but she, her head is on her hands. Her hair has lost its, its lustre. Lustre? Okay. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, she, you uh, looked like you were sobbing at one point. You're <laughs> I've got slouched. Really, I've got a horrible banging your, headache. Your eyes are doing that. Oh, the, oh. Do you know what it feels like? Go on. Like I'm hungover. Well, that could be another possibility as well. I don't know if we've uh, got the blood test back from the laboratory yet. Um, but, well, okay. But it's going to be worth it. I'm pushing through. It will take about two weeks to shake this off, though. No. Yeah, no. I've done it before. Mm. I'm feeling tired, grumpy, lethargic, disinterested. I've got the start of a headache and my legs are aching I oh yeah achy what legs what was that fella called with a warm arm what that we had on earlier on who had, wanted a warm arm around his shoulder oh yeah he was yeah we, 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 I need a warm arm around my shoulder telling me it's going to be alright hang on a second you you do need a, a, a warm arm uh, do you want to feel my arms yeah no okay not those arms well I suggest instead of going the full cold the full CT the full cold turkey has got me on my knees Gosh, even keep my eyes open at the moment is a struggle you need to have a cheeky cough no yeah cheeky we'll, we'll, we'll do it do you know what you're doing now you're enabling no I'm not no I'm not oh. I am the um, the doctor who's put you on the methadone uh, <laughs> going to get a script. Which some people would argue is just substituting one thing with another. Yeah, but then we're going to cut down. So we're going to have you're going to have a cheeky little cough after the show. I'm going to power through it because I'm a tough guy. 
You're going to have a cheeky little cough. You're not going to power through it. You said you were definitely having one. You're just trying to drag me along down your rocky road. Do you know what? I fancy some Rocky Road cakeies. They're delicious, aren't they, Rocky Road? Yeah, you can only eat a bit, though. <clears throat> Rocky Road and Millionaire Shortbread. I wish I was a millionaire. I can I do that stuff every day. Marshmallows are overrated. <laughs> I don't really like a marshmallow <clears throat> involvement in a cake. What? Marshmallow. In a cake, it's so naughty. Some, some people put space dust in it. Guys? <laughs> you mean popping candy? Yeah, space dust. Mm. It's called space dust. Some people call it that. We gave it to our cat once. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, well, I say we. By accident, of course. No, 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 no. My mum gave it to it to oh. Toby years ago. I was about six. It was the, fun- the same Toby you bit his paw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the fu- the seventies. <laughs> the seventies were a tough time for household pets. Called Toby. Uh, it, it, it was it was hilarious. I've never seen anything so funny in my life. What happened? He so <laughs> my mum held him down oh. and put the space candy in his mouth, and he just stood, stood there for a second, going, "Oh, this is nice." Wow! <laughs> And he, I remember, the way I remember it in my head is he jumped six feet straight up in the air, whoa, like that, and then just ran around in a circle uh, and then went ahead under the sofa. This, uh, the no same, cat flap, couldn't escape. The same thing was done to me when I was very little. Yeah. Similar effect. Same thing was done to my cousin Lee, um, except it wasn't space dust. He, he was five. It was gin and tonic, and he was told oh. it was a lemonade. That was funny. You can't do that stuff anymore. I used to get slipped to baby sham. Baby Sham's booze, yeah. Mm. He had a. He, he said Even th- if he's in a plastic beaker, Grandad. He said to his dad, "Can I have a bit of that lemonade?" Dad came out of the pub. This is in the days when um, you were sitting in the car with a packet of crisps. We didn't have a car. We did have a car, but this is no. We'd just be standing outside the pub in the alleyway. Gosh, that's tragic. In South London, yeah, I know. Just stood outside the pub, and uh, they'd come out, keep an eye on us. They'd bring us a packet of crisps. If we were lucky. Never went in that pub, <laughs> uh, and he came out with uh, what looked like lemonade. And he, again, this is the 70s. Uh, Lee's dad started it. My Uncle Dennis started it. Do you want some lemonade, Lee? Oh, yeah, please. And so Lee necked this lemonade, and it was a gin and tonic. Oh, he, no. was, he threw up instantly. <laughs> wonderful. Well, you can't do that. You probably go to prison for that, which is outrageous. A little bit harmless bants. In the 70s. In the 70s. A lot of stuff went in the 70s that really does not roll now. Well, I'm, I, we'll look at some of the recent convictions. Exactly. Yes, you're right. right. There we go. 08459 455 There's a chap called Guy. Hello, Guy. I don't believe his surname. Is it rude? Is it... it, it... Nicologist. I don't think he's a, ver- a Bible surname. <laughs> hey, I used to go... I, I know the Nicologist family. No, Mr you... and Mrs Nicologist. <laughs> Is there any chance we can have a week without any football talk at all? It does my brain in. Thanks, is he Scottish? Guy. I don't know, but he spells at all in a very odd way. All one word with uh, O double L on the end. That's atoll. That's atoll. A, that's atoll. A, atoll anyway, is a small island. Anyway, doesn't like all your football talk, so can you stop with the football talk? I'm not talk? doing the football stop talk! The football talk. We all know you're manly, we all know you're macho. Stop with the football talk. They, they, well, they, they, there was a break and they broke. <laughs> that actually said talk. that. We don't do football talk. That's, that's, if you, hey, listen. Uh, we did talk uh, about Billy McKinley yesterday. Mr. Nicologist, if, if you've got beef, get in touch with Simon Oxley. Right? He's always talking about football. He can't stop him. You can't stop him. Take the batteries out of him and he still witters on about football. Loves it. Uh, last 20 minutes of the show, or thence about. Uh, let's just uh, recap. It's new callers only. Now, that does mean we've been thin on the ground for calls, but the quality... Oh, the quality. It has been... It's like, doing, it's like being on LBC. It's proper good calls, not the usual riffraff we normally get. I heard LBC. What did that old lady think she was the other day? Which old lady? There's no lady... Julie Brewer? The, no, no, there's no lady that rang up the doctor... She thought... <laughs> Come on now, you can't... No, but she thought something no. was happening that it wasn't. She thought she... Uh, I think she thought she had a problem with her prostate. I would love to have 
um, a doctor on here, right, for an hour doing a phone in. But he's not a doctor, he's just a bloke. We used to do this. Here, here comes, uh, let me re- remove the curtain. On, on another station, <clears throat> I used to have uh, Stephen Murdoch from ISO Solutions come in. Like, he was a computer expert, a technical expert, he knew all this stuff. He wasn't, he was my mate Alex, right? And people would, <laughs> so people would phone up and they'd say, I'm having real trouble um, uh, burning DVDs. I've got the ISO files, I'm trying to burn it. It's on my computer, I can play it on the computer. I burn it on a DVD and it just won't read on my DVD player. And so Stephen would go, okay, right. Um, have you tried switching it off and switching <laughs> it on again? And they Standard go, procedure. Yeah, and they go, well, do you think that would... Well, yeah, if you just try... And that would be his answer for everything. Right? That is the answer for And everything. people would start getting a bit funny about it. Going, no, look, I don't, uh, before I tell you my problem, don't tell me to switch it off and switch it on again. I'm having trouble with my hard drive. Well, sounds like you may need to switch. No, no, don't tell me that. And it, was, it was wonderful. Couldn't do that on the BBC. You've got to be honest and transparent. So I'm guessing we can't get my mate Alex in to pretend to be a doctor, uh, giving out false advice. No. Can't do that? Not really. That's a real shame, It's isn't kind it? of frowned upon, if not banned. Um, I heard some IT advice on Wally Webb this morning. Oh, yeah. He actually went through some IT advice. Well, Wally, well for those who don't know, Wally Webb, um, you're lucky. It was some... No. It was something like... It, seriously, it was something like how to shut down your computer. Go to the um, bar that says, shut down. <laughs> oh, Wally! It was something like that. Wally, you plum! But do you know what? He's answering the questions people want to know. You plum duff. Who's, who's printing? There's only, there's only one printer I know this, in this Isn't this incredible? There's only one printer that works, and it's in a live studio. You want to know something funny, though? There is another computer that, a printer that works. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one who can use it. Oh, is it? Oh. It's upstairs. Yeah. Unfortunately, this one here that keeps going, yeah. I can't use. <laughs> <laughs> All my stuff is going to be sent upstairs. That's brilliantly warped and perverted. I can't wait till we move to Dunstable. Yeah. Where all these problems will come with us. <laughs> of course they will. Because we're not getting new computers. Can't we're, afford it, we're moving out. Yeah, we're skinned, we've got the we're mortgage up to the hilt. We'll be, we'll be eating off tea trays and honestly... Has anybody boxes. got any spare chairs they could bring in? Just for the first six months, guys? Guys? That's what we'll have. We'll Don't be like worry, that. we use a tea chest. We'll be like that doctor's surgery. Oh gosh, yes. Remember that? Yeah, then they got it all sorted and they didn't tell us, you silly sausages. So anyway, this idea of having um, new calls only is working a treat. No, I'm, I'm very happy we've had... Oh, I've got a terrible headache. Go and have a cough. Go and no, make a cough. Because doing... I'll have one as well. Oh, right. No. No, no go and make a cough, Kath. No, 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 I'm not buckling. You'll, you'll buckle before I do. I'll, I'll make you buckle in a minute, young lady. Well, didn't that sound horribly menacing? I didn't yes. mean it to. Yes, it did. Yeah. Alice saw me do something that I wish I hadn't done. Do you wish you hadn't done that? I wish you hadn't seen time. me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Okay. I think I could probably guess what it was. It wasn't that, actually. It was that. No, it wasn't what she thinks it was. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't that, actually. Yeah, go was, through them. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that? No, oh, no wasn't that. That's oh. number two. Try number three. <laughs> it wasn't that, was it? No. <laughs> so you, you couldn't guess. Is it never... that? No. Is it that? No. Is it that? No. <laughs> that makes a change. Is that? Oh. That's quite mild compared to what I normally get. Exactly. No, we've had not had many calls. We've had good calls, though. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Hey, listen, guys, there's 18 minutes of the show left. Do you want to give us a call? Now is an excellent opportunity to do it. Uh, 08459 455 555. But what are we talking about? Well... What are we talking about? Hairy chests. Have you ever come off coffee? All right, calm down. <laughs> Blimey, look at you. Have you ever... Co- get your head off the desk. Have you ever come off coffee? There's a phone call. 
Have you ever... If it's a regular, tell them to get knotted. Have you ever come off coffee? How did you cope with it? It's hard work. The caffeine thing is hard work. Also, this is not related to me at all. I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Good ways to grab a 40 winks at work. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We're also asking about the hairy chest. Are you uh, for or again the hairy chest? Or maybe you're, you know, maybe you've decided yeah. uh, to give it a go. Maybe yeah. you've um, you changed your mind on it. Yeah. And also, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, ISIS. Uh, should we be talking to them? And are you afraid of them? Glenn's from Layton Buzzer. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, you've been on loads of times. I know, yeah, but, and I'm ringing up because... You said about the riffraff. Yeah. You normally have. Yeah, that's you. But, yeah, well... Who let let Glenn in? We've had him before. Who's let Glenn in? Glenn's Glenn's the riffraff we've been talking about. Glenn, do you you want to talk about being called riffraff? I don't mind. Because you'll have to to call tomorrow to talk about it. Yeah, here we go. We can't have him on. Joking. We're not joking, Glenn. This is serious. We're not playing games here. Unbelievable. I've got a text on. from Mark in Bedford. I'm saddened that Muslims feel it's necessary to take this action. Yep. He's talking about the Not In My Name campaign. It's oh, yeah. like the new selfie thing that's going across um, Facebook and Twitter. But it has a serious side rather than... Yeah. Mind you, the others have serious sides. But this one apparently is, is, is to combat the uh, publicity that ISIS, ISIL do. Online. Gosh, I can't string a sentence together that coffee. Okay. I'm saddened that Muslims feel it's necessary to take this action, but in the current climate with EDL, Britain First, UKIP and other racist rubbish taking the stance that all Muslims are complicit in ISIL's actions, it may be necessary to persuade Daily Mail readers that it's not so. The Daily Mail was not going to believe that we're not going to believe uh, what's happening. That you, and you're wrong. The not in my name is not the new selfie. The new selfie is the new selfie. It's the, uh, uh, wake, up. the wake up selfie. Where ridiculously glamorous women wake up, take pictures of themselves, still looking ridiculously glamorous. Jemima Khan, anybody? It's an excuse to see um, glamorous women in bed. Yeah. Or, well, to, to normally... No, ask me to do one, I notice. To normally see that, you just have to go on the clouds. It's all up there, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Dunstable, very heavy on the A5 at the moment between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. In Kings Langley, the A41's looking rather slow moving on the speed sensors between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself heading clockwise rather slow in the roadworks area just around Junction 25 for Enfield. And having a look so far at the M40, that's looking slow on camera from the Denham roundabout to the M25. So far, looking at the departure boards for the trains, everything is running well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. I'm taking Kaffir a cough after this because I can't... I can't see. You, you couldn't even do life yesterday and that was with caffeine running through your veins. I'm really struggling today. This I'm going to push through it. I can do this. Pete from Dunstable just called yep. and told us that down the road from where we're going to be... There's a, a place that does refillable coffee if you buy one. That better be caffeine. Why is he telling us this? And he said that you'll probably be back on caffeine. It's like, I'm, it's like I've, I'm giving up cocaine and someone's just phoned up and said, <laughs> hey, there's a big stash of free cocaine near you. Why don't you go and have it? Exactly like that. Oh, my gosh. 08459 455 555. New callers only, please. 8.46, Wednesday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Oh, I'm looking at completely the wrong thing. I do apologise. I nearly read... Uh, yeah, I need, I need coffee now. Uh, Muslim students in Luton will campaign against Islamic State today by wearing T-shirts with the slogan, Not In My Name. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Emergencies Committee COBRA today. Not as exciting as it sounds to discuss the government's response to the spread of Ebola. And in sport, Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton are out of the Football League trophy after defeats last night. Have we got any weather? Has the voice survived the whole morning? Let's find out. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Of course it survived. Good morning. What a professional, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm just stupid. Good morning. We have some heavy showers. We've had some heavy showers this morning. They're working their way uh, eastwards, really, as we speak. So parts of uh, West Bedfordshire, rather, uh, just getting them now. And then anywhere east of that point uh, has got the heavy ones. The further west you go, though, we've actually got a bit of brightness at the moment in some places. So places like Watford or towards uh, the west of that. We have got a little bit of brightness, dare I say, even a glimmer of sunshine. Um, But these showers are going to come and go through the course of the day, I'm afraid. Some of them heavy, some of them merging together produce longer spells of rain and uh, accompanied by quite a blustery southwesterly breeze as well. But despite all that, the temperature's not too bad, around 17 Celsius. Overnight, if we have any showers left, they will die out. We'll get some decent clear spells. Quite a brisk southwesterly breeze, though, churning the air up, preventing any mist and fog from forming, but also the minimum temperature not too low either, around 10 Celsius. So for tomorrow, it's more in the way of sunny spells, still some scattered heavy showers and a strong southwesterly breeze at a maximum temperature potentially of 18 celsius and that is your forecast fresh ginger boil it up a bit of honey a bit of lemon you'll be fine joanne do you prefer a man oh, that shouldn't be there Every weekday from three. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kenny Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from... I can tell you now, Kenny Luton never gets it right. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits? Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't let him shout. You look awful. You look so awful. Slipping gradually down the drain. You look like my nan. Wow. And she's been dead for 15 years. Yeah. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Last 10 minutes of the show if you want to give us a call. New callers only today. Slow down. I'll be honest, Josh. Slow down a little bit on the calls. Yeah, but the calls have been quality. The ones I've heard have been top drawer. Thank you very much indeed. They have been completely top drawer, mm, haven't they? Silver lining. Mm, they have. And this morning, I've got to say, I am buzzing on the streets of Stevenage, the home of our big tour. I'm all coughed up. <laughs> I've had four coffees this morning <laughs> and I feel good. This is, this is it. We... We don't want to end up like you when we grow up. Oh, come on. It's a great vibe. <laughs> Do you know what? It's quite shocking. Mm. The difference just after a morning of no coffee, Justin. Yeah. What are we mm. doing to ourselves? Well, hey, do you remember that coffee we got that sent as it spiralling into depression? Oh, that was awful, well, yeah. That this was morning, really bad. This morning, I came into the office and uh, let's just uh, bring the listeners behind the curtain. I said, guys, do you fancy a coffee? You both looked at me and said, no, we're going to have something herbal. I said, what? I'm refusing to make that. You did I, say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making that. Yeah, I eventually made it for did, you and I thought, this is not good. The vibe was so poor, I even offered you a can. 
candy bar before the show to lift you. You need candy to bring back bar? the coffee. Yeah, are you 50 cent or something taking yeah. me to the candy shop? <laughs> I don't want to taste your lollipop. Mm. Uh, well, listen, Catherine is flagging, and I've mm. done this before, the, the detox. It's hard work, and it's two weeks of misery. I've got, yeah. I, I, last time I did it, I was in tears. Just don't do it, then. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, make Kath... No, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm going to allow Kath to make herself a, li- a cheeky little cough. No, I'm not having one. Well, then then don't text me all day saying how miserable you are. <laughs> don't be miserable tomorrow. Don't be miserable next week when we go to Salford. Don't be miserable. Hmm. Just fake, have a couple. Have a couple in the morning and don't have any it. after the show. Now, the reason... Are you still talking? Is everyone still talking? <laughs> the reason we've got you on, Justin, there's a, st- a study in the Daily Mail because people don't have enough time to do proper things. The demise of the hairy chest. Record numbers of men are turning to manscaping, mm. which involves shaving, plucking, and even the boyzillion. <sighs> Makes uh, me sick. If you've got hair, you've got hair. Yeah, sometimes you might need to have a little trim with a pair of nail scissors. Can I say yeah. something as well? Boyzillion. Yeah. Sounds like a bad idea. Sounds like a great superhero. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why Mother Nature has given you that. Yeah. Don't whip it away, yeah. you'll realise. Exactly. Well, I've yeah. got a hairy chest, Justin. Yeah. You've got one and you're not ashamed of it. Boy, you like to show it off. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what, you've, t- you've taken this to the streets, have you? I have. But, uh, you know, I said it earlier on, I'll say it again. A number of people have said to me, men, why don't you shave that off? And I said, listen, I'm doing this for the ladies because the ladies love a bit of chest hair. I've taken this one to the streets in Stevenage, the home of our big tour, to get some reaction. Boss, here's what happened. Oh. Yeah. The ladies. All the, the ladies, ladies in the house. house. Getting. Getting. Mm. All the, the ladies, the ladies. The ladies perspective with Ian Lee yeah. across beds, hearts and bucks. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. Joanne, do you prefer a man with a hairy chest or a (laughs) non-hairy chest? I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Come on. I'm not bothered. My husband's got a hairy chest and he shaves it once a year to go on holiday. Oh, really? Yes. So he goes for the wax. Does he complain that it hurts? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when I do it. (laughs) So you've got one man but in two different types of ways. So most of the year he's hairy. When he goes away on holiday, do you look forward to feeling that smooth chest? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Morning, sir. What's your name? Paul. Hey, Paul, have you got a hairy chest? I have. Let's have a look. It's not very hairy. Oh, but... I tell you what, that's hairy enough for me. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, are you married? <laughs> I am. Oh. Do you want Mrs. Love it? She loves it, yeah. yeah. And the hairy chest. <laughs> does she often sit there at night stroking your hairy chest on the sofa? Yeah, she does, yeah. yeah. More in bed, though, but yeah. yeah. You're living the dream. Hey, Christine, hair or no hair on the chest? A small amount on the chest. Mm. Not monkey hairy. Monkey hairy. <laughs> so there you go. I'm just pulling down my top for you. Just for you. What do you think? Is that enough? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah? Yeah. But any more than that, if you look like a monkey, it's a no-go no, go for you. It's a no-go. No-go. Yeah. Do you like a bit of chest hair? I do indeed. Yeah, tell us why. I just find it very attractive yeah. and manly. Like running your, your fingers through I the do. chest hair? I do, yes. Mm. Now, your husband, has, has he got a lot of chest hair? No. Oh, so, so where are you getting your fix then? If you like chest hair and he's, he's got no hair there. Oh, I don't know, on television. Linda, I'm J-Dog, I'm from Ian Lee's show. Um, we're asking about chest hair this morning. Do you like chest hair on men? No. Why? It just turns me off. Why does it turn you off? I mean, look at my chest hair. You're telling me you don't like that? No, that's right. That's yeah. not too bad. But anybody who's got more than that, you find them um, repulsive, yeah. disgusting, uh, a disgrace to human beings worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> 
I tell you what I like about that, Justin. The mm. first woman. Do you like Chester uh, or, or not? Oh, I don't mind either way. Well, she she wants him bald. <laughs> she wants to shave him, doesn't she? I think she does. She was a cheeky monkey as well. well I don't know what that means. She I think was, I do. <laughs> yeah. You can't go... Can I just give you one tip, mate? Yeah. You can't go around exposing yourself to women. No, no, no. 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 I wasn't doing that, no. no I wasn't well, doing you, that. You, Even you, if you asked no. politely before. Yeah. It was for research purposes. Oh, Trust right, me, if this yeah. went to court, I could back myself up. I could fill out that paperwork and feel comfortable. Up. I could sleep at night. What paperwork do you have to fill out in court, mate? Well, I'm just saying beforehand <laughs> with the solicitor. So did you expose yourself <laughs> out of the Tick blue? Box, no, no, yes it was for, no. for research purposes. I don't think there is a research purposes box. Hmm. But I'm only being myself. I go around showing chest hair anyway, and I think, you know, based on, on the streets this morning in Stevenage, I think it's clear to see that, that women do like chest hair, yeah. but just not too much. Yeah, OK. Well, just excellent stuff as always. Mm. Cheers. I'll, do, you, um, do you fancy one more round of this? Hang on a second. Oh, the ladies in the house. The ladies, the ladies. The Ladies' Perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts and bucks. Yes, Pete. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. Yes, sir. One last thing. Yeah. Um, I will be on the streets in Stevenage for the next hour. Um, look out for me. I'll be taking requests for my Saturday programme and also doing a little package for you tomorrow morning on uh, the best vibe in Stevenage. What's the best thing about Stevenage? Look out for me on a street near you. Justin, thank you very much indeed. If you see that, uh, that uh, hairy chest walking towards you, if you see the Yeti approaching, then I suggest that uh, you run like Billy-O. Oh, Kath, we've lost you, haven't we? We've lost you. You like um, Derek Akura when Sam um, enters him. <laughs> Has Sam entered you? Is Sam inside you? Can you get, no, do you want to get we... Sam out? <laughs> Maybe we should. Oh. Got another few minutes of the show left to do. Okay, you do them. Do you want to do them? You do them. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Rapid Stu says he wants my selfie first thing in the morning. You really don't. It is. Um, I don't like all these. Well, I don't even know what that's. Your, your, the breakfast selfie count, the wake up selfie. What's that supposed to be promoting? Wake up to Syria. It's about raising awareness. Oh, I think good. there are better ways to do that. Why don't you just sort of flash it? It's about the Syria. News. Watch the news. How about that, guys? <laughs> Oh, it's for but, UNICEF, right. But you do make a donation. Just make a donation. All right. These, these things where people stand... OK, I, I, I think a lot of these things, not necessarily the thing that's happening today, a lot of these things are rubbish. Do you remember when... Um, uh, do you remember when, about a month ago, 200 girls got kidnapped mm. and they're somewhere in the forest? I think some of them have... Some escaped, have, have, Some they? escaped. But there were pictures of Michelle Obama and other people, bring our girls back or something. I don't remember the slogan. Yeah, it was something like that. What's going on with that, guys? What's the latest on that story? Why is that not still front-page news? That maybe about 150... I don't know how many escaped. Let's assume 50. 150 girls that were kidnapped three months ago, they're still kidnapped. Why is that not a big news story? Why are we not updating on that? I just think all of these things, it's... It's for people to look good about themselves, Well, exactly, isn't it? but, you know, Rapid Stew, if you got your wish and I did my early morning selfie, I wouldn't get the, you no. look great, hon, I'd get the, Ooh, you OK, it. hon? It's no, I asked for a picture of you, Kath, not your mum. That's what you'd get. <gasps> I see her first thing, not first thing every morning. Whoa, let's, let's quash those rumours immediately. My mum? No. Well, what? oh gosh, this is really, uh, we've fallen into, uh, into we a, need to talk about this a horny what? viper's nest. No, hang on. This is a... Uh, You're not making it easier. This, I know it's hard. This is, I, no. I don't want to be talking about your mum and horny vipers. Why did you bring, what? 
Sorry. She's a lovely lady. How do you know? I need to talk to you about something. How close are you to your dad? Very. That's going to make things awkward. What are you saying? Would you ever call me dad? What? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, looking very slow moving at the moment, heading southbound between Junction 11, Dunstable Road, and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 on the sensors, looking rather slow anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21 for the M1. In Park Street, the A414, that's looking heavy around the Park Street roundabouts at the moment. Also the M25 clockwise, heading into the roadworks at Junction 25 for Enfield, looking very slow at the moment. And on camera, the M4 heading northbound. That's heavy from the Denham roundabout to the M25. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Excellent stuff as always. I just can't imagine why anybody would want to wax their chest. And when it starts to grow back, it itches, doesn't it? Doesn't it? So once you're in that loop, you're, you're addicted to it. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Justin. From all of us here, back tomorrow at six o'clock. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think it's necessary for British Muslims to speak out against ISIS? Muslims in Luton and across...